Yaguai. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the nineteenth of May, twenty nineteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Yeah, from, I know them from Fallout. That's how I know that. And Robert Kemp. Wagwan. <laughs> what it sounded like to me a little bit. Was it Mogwai? No, with a Y. With a Y, Yagwai. Yeah, approximately. They related to yeah. Mogwais. Like from In Fallout, they're basically just radioactive bears. <laughs> so, <Okay>. You know. <laughs> All right. Did someone feed them after midnight? Or? Put them radioactivity. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So how is everybody? Did you watch Eurovision, Zach? No. Or is it just us? Is that not your thing, Zeg? Well, I couldn't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing other things. I was just like, I could stop and do that, but I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing instead. In fairness, if you weren't watching it for gambling purposes, that might actually have been the sensible option. It wasn't an all that interesting year, I don't think. Well, some people suggested that it was a more interesting year than it has been. (laughs) No, I'd like... It's definitely not the weakest year yeah. we've watched. I'll, get, I'll give it that. But it's like, I was sort of expecting after like last year's bonkers chicken lady to that won, yeah, that, 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 other, that other nations would perhaps like start going, oh, right, crazy can work. Yeah, but everyone knows that they, that's like, that doesn't actually work when you try and do it. <laughs> yeah, you trying too hard. You can't dry, deliberately try and be zany. That's like that's how corporations always fail when they try and sure. be humans. <laughs> I think that's what used to happen in in Eurovision, though, right? Like trends were there, like the dubstep year. Yeah, but that's just a general <laughs> musical trend. That was the Eurovision trend, I, I guess. But but so many acts did it that one year. There was always there was like a break halfway through a lot. There of wasn't them. anything this year in that phase. No, no, there was absolutely yeah. no dubstep breakdown. Not even in that Icelandic industrial tune. The whole thing, I suppose, was a breakdown. Were they trying to lose? <laughs> they did mysteriously well, the Iceland. They did do mysteriously well. Well, that's, again, you, you can't try to lose because then you won't lose. <laughs> that, mm. Because people like dumb things. It was, it was pretty dumb. I'll give it that. I'm still annoyed Italy did, did as well as they did. I know it wasn't part of the game. The gambling game, but like it was still. We didn't actually gamble any money. <laughs> no, no, no. That must be that must be said. We're, we're gambling our pride. We're just playing but, for points. I mean, there's no reason you couldn't have gambled for money. It was your own internal thing inside your house, inside a house. It's not like it's <laughs> illegal. Or yeah, anything. no. I'm just saying that don't really do that. But you literally could have just gone to a betting shop and bet on it, and that's not yeah. illegal either. No, it's not. It's not a good it's idea. Illegal. No, it's, it's, def- it's definitely not a good idea. <laughs> Given our like record, <laughs> we don't pick them very well. No, we don't. What? What? Did Did you, any of us get the winner? Well, but, yeah, um, Vanessa picked the winner, but she also uh, picked the wrong loser. So because she yeah, picked it was, North it, Macedonia, it was also, <laughs> for, it was for also the nearly the winner. It, well, yeah, at least was of the uh, judges who were yeah. ridiculous. I can't believe they spent loads of time on the judges' numbers, which were the bullshit ones, and not enough on the popular numbers which were the important ones it is a bit of a weird way around isn't it like it would make sense if it was flipped if the whole structure was flipped right maybe yeah that they that they do the well, i guess they want the they're, they're trying to meet to make it so the very last point reveal could actually 
swing everything is, is, is the important moment where I suppose the, in the old cool. mechanism, you get like the first past the post problem, right? Where someone yeah. wins it and it's like, well, that's it. The rest of these votes are meaningless. And yeah, no one really it, cares at that point. It did decide everything right at the end, which was quite exciting. Mm. Kind of cool. I, I guess it worked. That was the plan. But they could, they could quite easily just get rid of the entire like Two someone halves. someone calling. Well, structure. they can't get rid of that though. That's like that's part of the whole that's Eurovision. That's the whole brand. thing. Yeah. Oh, boy, I mean, I really didn't like the the. the they should put at least more... three of them this year did like. I'm gonna do a whole musical number while I'm trying to tell you the the scores. Like yeah. I'll play they, guitar they should, or piano for no reason. The... Here's a talking head, but just rein them in a bit more. Yeah, rein them way <laughs> Tell in. Tell them to shut what the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> that was an odd trope. But then they don't, I guess they don't know until the cameras are on and they're doing it, what that person's going to do, right? No, they, they don't. have rehearsals. It's all live, right? Well, don't they? Yeah, but they don't know what people are going to do. I guess. I, I liked the, the, the I spontaneity the guy sat down of the, a... Was it the Netherlands lady who was like, oh, oh thank you for this amazing, uh, this amazing... Uh, um, show and thank you for uh, Madonna's auto tune as well. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> there was a well. I suppose you knew what was going to happen with the guy who was sat down at a piano. <laughs> yeah, uh, you definitely should have seen that coming. <laughs> like he's probably going to play his piano. Um, I did like how one of the one of the would like uh, vote caller people were just it was so shameless they were just like hey we're this bad but like we've got new music coming here are our <laughs> votes too yeah it's pretty great were we even I I missed the bit where were we called up at all the UK we must have been yeah they called they called Rylan oh I don't know who that is Rylan Clark he was oh. um he was an X Factor. Contestant, oh, okay. naturally. Oh, that's um, and, then, and then became a bit of a reality TV show presenter. Like, I think he did some stuff for Big Brother, maybe? Like, not as a contestant, but as a presenter. What, and now has a Radio 2 show. Hmm. He's actually all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. he was less all right on X Factor, but now he's kind of cool. It's probably two of most people on X Factor. Yeah. I don't think, as usual, I don't think we deserve to come last. It wasn't as well, strong yeah. as it That's wasn't as strong really. as uh, uh, as our song from last year, for sure. Doesn't really matter but... what our song is, though. It's not really no. relevant. <laughs> no, Europe, Europe just doesn't care. No, Europe don't care, and they should. I mean, they probably. have slight, they have increasingly more reason to give yeah. us no votes as Absolutely. time goes on at the yeah. moment. Exactly, we did this. We did this to ourselves <laughs> somehow more so. <laughs> if there was like a couple of like maybe three or four years ago where it was like holy shit we're starting to get points we finally yeah yeah started yeah, to rise out of happening. the depths of everyone being yeah. pissed well, off here's the thing we actually got 16 whole points this year <laughs> but that wasn't enough to become anything more than last <laughs> well at least everyone gets points now a days i guess i suppose it's very rare <laughs> that you'll get someone that actually just totally zeroes out someone got zero from the popular france wasn't it i can't remember yeah no germany Germany got zero from the popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was brutal. Yeah, pretty brutal. How it's funny how no one likes Germany. It's because Germany is like the, um, tells everyone in Europe what to do. <laughs> They're like seen as the, mm. the like, um, the irritatingly responsible ones. Stop, stop. Wait, that's the Dutch, isn't it? In the grow sheds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, VR Russian. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're ju- Dutch German and then you're German Russian. Yeah. There was um obviously the the you know Madonna had to do her political dig thing and like it was a bit, I I heard it on the news this morning where you know on it was admittedly Radio One news, so not not really <laughs> not the most newsy news. Not the not the most in depth coverage. But they, but they were like, oh, there was a controversy at Eurovision last night when the, the flags for Israel and Palestine were brought together. They had planned this. This hadn't been planned to happen. But you know, clearly Madonna had planned it. That <laughs> well, it was pretty obvious that she was going to do something. It was mm. actually more more interesting that Iceland did did it. Like when they cut to them in a reaction shot, they had the flags, the Palestinian. Oh yeah, flags. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were their whole thing was like sod you basically, <laughs> including their song. <laughs> so, well, when they even got like a twelve, didn't they get a twelve points at one point? And the camera cuts to them, and they're just in character, just pulling a blank face. Yeah, didn't they have yeah. like um, black? Um, you know, contacts? oh, there was one. There was, yeah, there was one guy that had black contacts. Yeah, horrible because of, of course. <laughs> Not even a giant fake hammer could save that song. That was kind of lazily big. Swung I mean, from side I, to side. I, I mean, I think that guy was getting quite tired. Yeah, don't blame him. <laughs> Could have made the hammer out of foam or something. Even then, well, make it out of the same stuff they make Amy Rose's hammer out of. Cool. Video games. Great, great segue. <laughs> Not that we've got any relevant news about Sonic for the segue into. I have got movie. Yeah, commentary. that's the most. Detective Pikachu has been watched by my eyes. <laughs> a kids' film. It, it, it it's definitely a kids' film, right? Yeah. Like, but it's not exactly Deadpool, let's say. No, <laughs> no. I mean, there's one. Is, Deadpool, is it Deadpool for kids? <laughs> I mean, a, a little, but not really. <laughs> not really. Okay. It has the it has the problem where it's very much um content in just stringing you along between action scenes and the actual plot holding the thing together being pretty weak to say the least. The mystery and the detectiveness kind of fades into the background after like the first half an hour. It's like it's nearly a two hour it's a nearly two hour film and the first half hour does a relatively decent job of setting up the premise of like who he who the kid is and like who like why introducing him to, to Pikachu and what's going on with this city and what all the Pokemon are about and all that stuff. It does and what the mystery actually is. It does a relatively decent job at that. And then kind of doesn't care. <laughs> like it, right. the, the, the mystery, like that it leads them to places for sure, but it's just like, everything just feels like an excuse for, Hey, you want to see this Pokemon do some stuff? Well, we, we've got that, bro. I mean, how many Pokemon could it possibly showcase? Given there's like 150. I mean, the there's there's a lot that are missing, even from the first 150. Mm. Um, they don't they don't do them all. I mean, that's that is one of the best things about this film is how well realized that world is visually. And is, is there and, like and a how fight it, club and how it with Pokemon? Because that's yeah, it's 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 an illegal fight club, of course. Excellent. Because yeah, the whole thing with Rhyme City and like okay, minor spoilers for like the first 15 minutes, I guess. Uh, is that this city was built in order to try and form a harmonious relationship between humans and Pokemon rather than them being stuck in the cycle of 
catch and fight, please. Cycle of violence, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Pokemon battles. And uh, yeah, so this was them trying to break free from that tradition and have Pokemon live lo- alongside and work and play. And... Like the oh, dinosaurs in, um, in um, the Flintstones. Uh, <laughs> they have kinda, like, weird jobs. Yeah. And they're like, it's a living. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's a, now you've mentioned it, that's pretty similar. I mean... They they still do what they do, like you know you know that um, from the trailer. There's that is it a Machomp directing right. traffic? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. But the, like the reason why he's directing traffic is because there's a big ass Snorlax sat there, uh, and just like oh right okay yeah that's what Snorlax does that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think that counts as doing something when you're just when what you're doing is just existing and being lazy. Yeah. Like that it's not really a job. <laughs> no, it's not a job, it's just what happens. It's just all X. Um what it's not doing is falling from the sky and crushing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> As it does in Smash Brothers. Yeah. But they 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 do a, uh, what I mean to say is they do a very the good true job. Smash of, Brother. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They do. They do a very good job of making the world a world where normal ass animals aren't a thing, right? Could potentially work, and could potentially be like it. it, it it's not that, exactly that, that difficult, really. No, because there's Pokemon so many covers every goddamn animal yeah, in the entire no. world anyway. Right. There's there's so many parallels. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Like they've got they've got enough to pull from now, but but it works, and they you know they've had to re CG everything like that, and then they they go out of their way to make everything look busy. And filled with these creatures, and that's they do a fantastic job of that, and I like those the the, the weird, creepy, realistic look that they've given to everything. They still look like the Pokemon, but they look like the real like if they're and it's really it's really good. It's really well done. Have they um, consistently held to from the very beginning of Pokemon only having Pokemon and not having any kind of animals? Or, is that always been the case? I can't think of a circumstance yeah, so. where it hasn't yeah. been yeah. like that. Yeah. It's pretty pretty impressive, really. It is, really. I mean, it made much less sense in the early games the early before ones. they started. Well, basically, it made less sense in the early games before they started running out of ideas and just made Pokemon of literally everything. Trash pile. Because originally, you were like 150 different animals, and that covers the entire world. And it's like, that's a bit sparse. Where are all the... Where's like the cows, and it's like, oh, gold. Here's a cow. Here's a cow. Yeah. Pokemon gold. I mean, that's right. the other thing the film does occasionally is where they're not afraid to point, poke fun at some of their more, at the, some of the more dumb Pokemon mm. that they feature. You know, Cubone's right at the start, and they kind of poke fun at Cubone because that's a kind of messed up. <laughs> well, it's kind of messed up. I don't know if it's dumb. Mm. <laughs> Cubone's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> in a weird ass way yeah. but there must I mean not to get into it but where do they draw the line like are uh, like flies and bees and things like I guess they are there's probably a bee Pokemon but what yep, size is. is it is it the size of a bee or is it I huge? don't know I never yeah. I never bothered yeah. to look at look at the Pokedex and see what how big they're meant to actually be I'm pretty they sure don't. the bee is actually real small like they, they, don't, they don't approach those so those mm. aren't covered. no no so we, we won't find out here yes that's not in that's not in the first 150 <laughs> no I guess no. okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, and classic mistake. I would say the most of. I didn't think the trailer was hyper funny, but unfortunately, it seems like quite a lot of the, the best humor element is done in the trailer, right? And and the, and the actual film is more about, as I say, stringing you between action sequences. It's not badly made. I just think mm. when they actually come to the 
actually telling a story, they kind of just want to skip over it a bit. Right. Hmm. So it uh, it's not terrible, but it's also not nothing to a, a, nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't call it good. About. As far as video game adaptations go, it's up there though. <laughs> well, yes, not a high bar. Not a high bar for sure. Just wait until November. <laughs> oh God. Assuming that film even comes out in November. I know. <laughs> that, that, that has to be delayed, right? Well, well, mean, there's, well there's all these theories a, running around that that tweet that went out about him changing the CG is like, yeah. that's a nonsense. That Sega and Paramount are never going to agree to that. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, why would they spend money, more money on something they almost guaranteed to flop at this point? Because you might be able to make it not flop mm, so much. I don't know. I think there's a. You might be able to spend less money than you made the whole to spend to make the whole thing maybe. to start with. Like maybe. if it is just like redesigning the CG, you might be able to get away with like not having to re-render so much. I mean, it's yeah, it's just a character, but it is the character, right? It's yeah. the, it's it must be where. But you're not having to like reanimate it theoretically. No. Well, I don't know. I th- if the design is radically different, like if it's more like Sonic, Sonic, then you're you are going to have to reanimate that. Maybe. Which is uh, which is I actually think is fine because some of the animations, specifically well, specifically yes. the one where he throws himself out of the car. Do you remember like and then lands and spins yeah, yeah. and yeah. then goes into the that animation of him sort of like flailing through the air a bit like a grunt from Halo <laughs> is kind of <laughs> <The> terrible. <laughs> Everyone likes the flail. It looks better in Halo. <laughs> I thought it was very did. <laughs> So yeah, that that was that's my film review of the week. Film of the week. <laughs> I had to go see it. It's podcast worthy. I just need to see Endgame again. <laughs> my my brother saw it on the uh, IMAX. So I might have to do that. He recommends oh, doing. Yeah, that. yeah, we did that. We did that. That oh, was you good. Did. Oh, you've got an IMAX in Ipswich, haven't you? Mm, yeah. I think you went to the BFI. BFI IMAX. Oh, the proper, full, proper full IMAX. Size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not some knockoff IMAX. Full on yeah. <laughs> IMAX. Yeah, we get half assed IMAX. But... Yeah. I mean, proper IMAX is like the screen is like, it's like eight stories high. <laughs> mm. It's ridiculous. I mean, our one's nice. It's clearly the best screen in the house. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I, I think I actually think the extra volume is the, one of the nicest things about <laughs> right, that screen. Right. Because, you know, it drowns out idiots. Yeah. Because yeah, there was, good. that was, we did have the problem where, of course, it's a kid's film and I should, we should expect some of this. Right. But there wasn't a slightly overexcitable kid to the right, like, who mm. was pointing out all the Pokemon. Oh, that's like, fine in Pokemon. I thought you were talking about Endgame. That's totally fine. In oh, Pokemon. yeah, 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 yeah. No, in, in Pokemon, it, it got a bit much, though, because he was, like, right. doing it the entire, and, like, the dad was just going, shh, for the love <laughs> of God, shush. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> kind of cute, though. Uh, kind of, kind of, just a just a bit much. You should sit further forwards. I don't know. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, there should be like a. I mean, there is usually, isn't <laughs> there? Yeah. Mm. Well, there should be like an adult-only seating area <laughs> where all the sex happens. Or where all the sex happens. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Was it like you know, what like um, you think that going to cinema is like Zach? <laughs> it is rich. Who knows. <laughs> We don't have those like couch seats like some no. cinemas do. Yeah, but the um, but you know the, the sort of like the Radio Five like film show Kermit de Mayo thing, like the code yeah, yeah. that they adhere to. There should definitely be like a uh, code compliant screening 
or something mm. like that, where you have to be on your on your on your shit, otherwise you get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, defo. I want a code compliant screening, yo. Have you got like a um, picture house or a, like an art cinema type thing? You must do. Um, we've got Empire now, so not exactly that. That's another that the one in the, um, in the market. butter market. Mm. Mm. Which apparently is, apparently is really nice and reasonably priced. Ooh, but cool. you know, I've got a Cine World card, so you know. I'm using it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And you know, the parking's easier at Cine World. <laughs> right. That's movie news. Time for video game news. Games! Kind of. News. Beep, what's, beep, 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 what, what's going on in the world of video games? In the world of news. All right. Well, let's start roughly at the start. <laughs> let's start with something that happened almost immediately after the last podcast, as yeah. usual. Sony did another one of those state of play things. Very short. A very short one. Better made overall, overall, I thought. I thought the tone and... I needed to see the first one, so I don't think. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought the tone and pace was much better judged this time around. Uh, only two things that I, I want to talk about. One, they showed Medieval, which I think is the first time we've seen gameplay from the remake of mm. that. Um, it didn't strike me as looking all that great, if I'm honest. If you put it next to like what they did with the Spyro and Crash remakes... This doesn't quite seem to carry that level of polish, um, and also that uh, again, I'm, I'm willing to put this down to bad video cut or some or something. But it looked really quite framey in spots. Like it was a bad. I hate it when they do that. Like you know, just put like a unless this is actually what the game is going to be. Like why you don't don't put out early po- footage if it's bad. <laughs> like anyway, I I kind of have a. It's one of those games I only sort of touched incredibly briefly back in the day when it actually came out. Like it was, it, my cousin had it, so I played it every now and then. Didn't spend a huge amount of time with it. So I do have a passing interest in it being good. But maybe it wasn't good. I don't know. <laughs> I suspect it might not have been good. <laughs> and just remaking the graphics probably isn't going to help. No. I like the idea of it, though. The Dan is cool. Uh, and of course the other thing we need to talk about there's nothing really else going on in that state of play other than hey we got a Final Fantasy 7 remake trailer finally mm, yeah although you feel like at this point they could have just waited to do E3 <laughs> I mean that, obviously they're going to show it again at E3 but... yeah, that, has, that opinion has been echoed a lot <laughs> as in why did you jump the gun here um, unless they are going to show like a lot more at E3 <laughs> Unless, well, like, this is like, thing. That could like, be the thing where it's just like, if they've shown it now, they must have more to show at E3, not just the same thing again, hopefully. Well, this is the thing. This leads me to, like, there's plenty of theories about this going around. Like, they, they're, okay, number one, they seem to be holding back the character design for Tifa for some reason. They've pretty much about, shown everyone don't else. Don't know about holding back. Yeah. More like, maybe just doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> Why are they showing Eris and not Tifa? Because Eris is the important one. Yeah, I guess. Tifa is hella generic. <laughs> yeah, but there's also she's also kind of the fan favorite, you know. For she's the cosplay favorite, reasons. isn't she? Yeah, yeah. For reasons. Yeah. I mean, that's so basically what you're waiting for, right? It's not nothing to do with the game. It's like, what's the what are the cosplays going to look like? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah, but the cosplays are going to look like adventure because that's basically what. It's, you think? it's weird to see, like, because 
I mean, this is just... It's, it's kind of the direction they've taken it in, isn't Well, it's it? weird like... to see you've got... Now you've got the Final Fantasy VII version of Cloud in, like, upgraded to, like, the Advent Children graphics, basically. Mm. Yeah, because we can render those in real time now. But because Advent Children takes place after Final Fantasy VII, but Eris dies, you've got the Eris from Advent Children in Final Fantasy VII because it's the same. <laughs> it's, like, basically exactly the same model. Yeah, it's very similar. And I'm just like, oh... Yeah, I guess that that would be what she looked like. It's exactly the same as that model it was in the film. I mean, I don't mind them using the Advent Children look because it was a good look. But that means you know Tifa was wearing different clothing and stuff in the film, so it's not like, that different. She I got mean, she got rid of the red bits, I guess. She had a big, big ass cloak, didn't she? Really, and like a and a sometimes, but and, she a, and a much still longer had the skirt. leather skirt. Yeah, I don't know if it was that much. <laughs> it was slightly. Longer. It's hard to tell how long that skirt is on the Final model anyway. <laughs> well, true. But, but they have the, the, the CG scenes, I suppose, but like they, yeah. they are all weird yeah. in proportion. But still, it's like it's that thing. It's like there was the, there was some discussion going around about okay, are they are they being careful about her design because of the reasons, you know, because of the short skirt, because of the boobage, and are they like trying to well, I mean, are they trying to calm that down a little bit so it doesn't seem like it's one of those characters but they still haven't or, shown any of like the whole of fucking sector six and the and the brothel and yeah, don yeah, corneo's mansion and all that stuff no. that's basically if you're worried about tifa worry about that whole section of the game <laughs> we haven't it's hard to judge from what we've seen so far exactly how far through midgard well they it, showed the sewer boss which happens immediately after don corneo's mansion when he oh, okay into the sewer. So, so that so we're expecting that stuff to be in this in this first episode <laughs> I, I mean i guess yeah, it's still implied that it's episodic, but there's also some incredibly hopeful conversation going on that the the June stuff will be. Oh, hey, actually, we've gone past this. Like we're not but just no, doing. That's yeah. not going to happen. Is there? But, I mean, there's, I presumably in June they're actually going to tell us what the structure is, which well, would be you nice. Would hope. Like episode one will cover this point. I mean, I think it's fairly certain that episode one is going to cover Midgar. I mean, why would you not? That would just be the logical point to break that up and. That was pretty much. It felt like that in the original game. Maybe, but the whole episodic structure thing like creates potential problems for the late game, right? Where like, are we really going to be seeing an open world structure to it? Like, probably not. Well, yeah, but think about like, how much content there was in some oh, of yeah. those places on the map. Yeah, don't get me not wrong, much. It's, it's, well, sure, but <laughs> it's I don't like know. a town and you talk to one guy, and that advances the plot. It's just an odd packaging mechanism. Like, unless the whole thing builds up to something like true I mean, well, colossal, where you, you need all the previous episodes. What you or... really want to worry about is episode two, where you're going to have to have the whole fucking flashback to Nibelheim. Because <laughs> you go to that inn and spend like half an hour having a flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I saw there's... quite a lot of tweets of like all of the weird shit from Final Fantasy VII that they has to be in the remake, right? Oh yeah, all the stuff that they haven't shown about yeah. Sector 6 in, in Midgar. That's basically the thing everyone's worried about. The cross-dressing is basically what everyone's worried yeah. about. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> it's a fairly iconic sequence. Well, it's not like they've... It's not like we know they're not doing it. Why no. would they show that in a trailer? That would be a bit weird. Or maybe they will at E3. They'll be like, okay, yeah, now I mean, you've seen the cool trailer. Here's if, all the weird if, shit. If we're assuming that they're like that Tifa is going to be at E3, this will be the opportunity to just show all the weird shit and be like, yeah. you yeah. thought it was serious, as we showed in this preview in the Sony thing, but here's where we're going to show you the actual Final Fantasy VII. This is what so, this game was actually here's, like. Here's, <laughs> here's, the, here's the fighting house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I reckon they'll just play a normal, like, serious ass trailer, and then right yeah, at the probably. end, they'll just they'll just have like uh, Cloud in a dress, yeah, wander, like, wander out and, dip and, and put his fingers up in a V, and just be like, "Hey, no, 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 V." <laughs> Don't think he ever got that into his Instagram. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. <laughs> and maybe there'll just be some voice going kawaii <laughs> no I don't think there will be I thought it was quite interesting like because I've seen both the English and Japanese version but they're putting the effort into lip sync it properly for both languages and get all that stuff like sorted <laughs> even more work and it's like yeah they're, so they're, they're, put, they're putting in work I mean if it looks like how it looks and that's running on like a PS4 or something that's also a damn fine looking game hmm mm. So, like, is this the point where we start questioning what that's running on? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll that's why we haven't seen it for a really right long time. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe it was only CG before, and now they're like, now we can finally actually make this game because we have systems that can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's supposed to be dev kits out there, aren't there, now for play- PlayStation 5 or whatever it's going to be called. Supposedly, yeah. But on the other hand, you know, it looks pretty much kits. like Final Fantasy 15 combat, so... Maybe not that much work. Yeah, so that's the thing that has that has me worried. I think more than anything is like just, well, it's just in general, like what is the core structure of this game? How does it actually play? It's like, yeah, it looks good, and you know, it's 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 probably going to be a fairly decent retelling of the story. But how does it actually play? And it's like it's weird because it looks it looked a bit Final Fantasy fifteen, but in the same breath, like everything seemed quite they're attacking it face on. Rather than being all around it, well, because they don't teleport. <laughs> well, yes, they don't have the ridiculous five fifty fifty movement. But only Noctis was a teleporter well, sure. in fifteen. The rest all walked around. Um, but they could like reposition off screen or whatever. Uh, maybe I don't think they did, but you know, I guess I never know. Yeah, but but it's not like because you'd be waiting for them quite a lot during some sequences. It's like I need you to come over here. But it wouldn't matter because like. The fights in Final Fantasy VII are much smaller. It's not like you're fighting in a big open space in Final Fantasy VII. You're typically fighting in a corridor. Mm. So and there was some choice of what move was being played out. It seemed like people analyzed, looking at the little bars seemed to be there was some sort of action point system going on that potentially, I guess, limits what you can do or when you can do stuff. Yeah. Um, like some nod to ATB, even if the whole thing is real time. Um, I mean, my assumption would be that it, that, that style it would be just like... Because it... It definitely has the character switch buttons to switch between the different characters. Mm. I would assume that, like, it will be just what if when the, char- the characters you're not controlling will be more like just window dressing. Like they'll do some damage, but they won't do any actual right, yeah, moves unless you switch. So you just have them. to. So it'll be like commanding the team. Yeah. more. It'll look it'll look good, but you need to take control in order to do some real work. Yeah, um, that's what I would assume. See, I'm. I'm other than the sort of standing still thing of Final Fantasy thirteen, this kind of feels like what like what you described is a little bit like what that was going for, except you can, you know, rather than just pressing the auto button the whole goddamn time, you're like and doing the paradigm shifts. <laughs> you, you know, you're actually switching to a character, say, okay, do this thing, I'll switch to the other guy, now do this thing. But then the question is how many options do you have? Because they there's like here's the four buttons, one of which is potion, one of which is generic attack, and one maybe for your limit break. And then what, like one for materia? Well, I don't know. I reckon they might bring in like fifteen. Actually, had a sort of pause mechanic for not not for magic because magic was assigned like a weapon. Mm. But um, the if you wanted to use um, an item, for instance, the game just stopped and was like, right, okay, here's here's the list of things you want, and 
I mean, that, that, could, that, was, that was your way of creating a pause. I mean, when they have the button which says which says potion, that could just be like maybe that's the default, but then you can open up a hotkey or something, or yeah, open yeah. up a sub menu if you hold down the button or something. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise to go me. through your actual item list. Same and then, and then the maybe at, yeah, and maybe at that point it either goes into super slow mo or just straight up pauses to be like, I need I need time to. <laughs> I don't actually... think going to straight up pause. I don't think games will do that any longer. I'm pretty sure there'll always be some kind of slow motion. But as I say, fifteen actually was just a hard pause. Because hmm. um, you know you end up with smeg ton of items in those games. Sure, but you're not meant to be doing shit. I mean, ideally, you're not meant to be confused about what you need to do in combat. You're supposed to just know the one item you need to get and just have it. <laughs> I, I guess, but like that's the, that's what I think. That's one of the things that modern RPGs get very wrong. Is like there is no puzzle to the combat very much anymore. Well, yeah, it's like what is like what's the strategy? I don't know. Hold B. But it's not like what's there was the much puzzle in Final Fantasy VII's combat, really. The puzzle was arranging all your materia, and you do that out of that one. <laughs> uh, I guess. But Apart I, from that, you're just hitting attack mostly, and then occasionally if you find something that's a bit too hard, you, then you break out the magic and burn all of your magic points in one uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was the, the other thing. Uh, not, re- not really related to gameplay, but uh, a lot of people were say- saying that that scene with Sephiroth, not in the original, I think what that is is you know when you, you know when you're in the reactor and it's the first instance where oh, the yeah, screen I've, I've get, heard, I've heard this the screen gets yeah. all red and like cloud holds his head. Yeah, that's what that is. It's like yeah, yeah. that's that's what he actually sees. Whereas in in the original, he just like falls over for a minute, <laughs> which I actually think is a sensible play, right? Because what when during our playthrough of FF Seven, we managed to get through the whole thing in about thirty hours, yeah. right? Um, Basics. And and they're saying that the episodes are like are probably going to be like chunky ass amount of time each. Yeah. Or that's, they haven't talked about this hugely, but that's kind of the impression everyone's taking away from this. So if that means they need to add stuff to the story, like fill in some of these gaps and things like that to make that section last like 20 hours on its own, then I don't know about, if you're talking about episodes, I still think it's fine to be like 10 hour episodes. Don't think you need it to be a twenty-hour episode. I don't know. It's it, it just it depends hugely on what this model is, how much it costs, and yes. like there's all that stuff, all that stuff flying around still. And it's like it's just a ten-hour thing isn't really what you expect from Final Fantasy. Yeah, but even in even just in one three part, parts, it won't be three parts. Like be more than that. I don't know if I can get away with doing more than three parts. And that's all run and run. I mean, as we said, it's a 35-hour game. And if you're making episodes out of that, free would make sense. Mm. Unless they, re- unless they, they really make... haven't been able to do much work and it, it's going to be split down even more for like five-hour episodes or something. Maybe. It's a mystery. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to find out at E3. Because at least they specifically said there'll be more at E3. Yep. Well, they didn't say at E3. They said June. well, they said June, which you should be E3. Yeah, <laughs> that is do something. Squeenix aren't doing a. Are they doing a stage show this year? I don't think they've said one way or the other. So the assumption is yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is just an hour of Final Fantasy VII. So yes, because like, what else are they doing? 
Multi Raider. Uh, as, as we talked about last time, I think they've got they have they have got a couple of games that they announced last year that we'd have no idea what they actually are. Mm. Um, but they'll probably be those. Uh, yeah, two made a four, maybe. Lara wants to die. No. Uh. <laughs> I didn't play the third one, but I thought that was supposed to be like a story wrapper. <laughs> well, that was the whole like she finally tra- becomes the Tomb Raider, but she's a shadow of her former Tomb yep. Raiding self. <laughs> so there's always a chance to become more Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get to the point where you're back flipping over a Bengal tiger that was firing into its face with two, yep. <laughs> the nine millimeter pistols, and then a T Rex, <laughs> and then and a T Rex, then a T Rex, then a mummy. <laughs> That's the true uh, so Tomb Raider. That is the true Tomb Raider. And they haven't leaned into that nearly enough. I, I think, again, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but that's kind of what they did with the first Tomb Raider. They had that little bit of supernatural element in it. <laughs> yes. And and then just steered so far <laughs> away from it on the second one. Well, they probably don't like comparisons well, there's a, there's to a, Uncharted, a, I guess. Oh, well, there's a, actually, that's a lie. There's a bit of it in the second, but it's not Uncharted doesn't have fucking T-Rexes or any of that shit. Like, it it's, pretty, it's pretty grounded. No, but that's mm. Shambhala. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it goes off the rails in that, at that point, but yeah. Okay, Uncharted fair. 3 is actually fairly clear of that stuff, isn't it? Cause yeah. The, the, the weird bits are actually drug-fueled. 4 doesn't have any, I don't think. Okay, so maybe they're steering away from it as well. No, 4 just has, like, ridiculously organized pirates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who are extremely good at engineering traps and shit that last for hundreds of years. And corporations that still have thousands of dudes, 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 somehow thousands of dudes, dudes. Yeah, like a mercenary army. That's okay. They're significant in um, Uncharted Four. That's cool. Always up for a bit of that. Bit of diversity in my villains. Not not all of them have to be British. (laughs) Oh, Detective Pikachu does a bit of that as well. (laughs) Who is it? I, and it's part of the mystery, but I can't really tell you. Oh, okay. but, but that that would be a spoiler. But but there's a there's a little Liam bit of the uh, no, he's yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of the accent might define whether this guy is good or bad about it. <laughs> okay, it's Hugh Laurie. <laughs> 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 that's pretty funny. Actually, actually, I don't know if that's funnier or less funnier than who it actually is. Okay, fine. But, <laughs> No, it's less funny. It's definitely okay. less funny. <laughs> more I mean, news. Yeah, more news. All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Skull and Bones. Let's do that. Do you remember that? <laughs> let's do that for like two minutes because yep. it's as much of a news story. Yeah, there's not a huge amount there, but you know, it's a, it's a game. They've showed it. They, it's been played. Did they show it? Oh, no, yeah, they did. They've showed it, <laughs> they've showed it several times. <laughs> they showed that the one at E3 where they were like talking about the PvP in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been playable on funny. the show floor as well. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think, I think people like had their hands a, on it. Mostly a game. Yeah, except it's not. No. It's been delayed indefinitely. Um, apparently the project lead left quite some time ago, and since then development has been struggling to the point where they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> because everyone's working on Beyond Good and Evil 2, presumably. Except they're not, are they? Like, be, like Beyond Good and Evil 2 has like a skeleton crew working on it. Whatever that means to do something. Yeah. It's like 500 people. It's probably, yeah, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> still half a small country. 
Uh, but yeah, I already, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think Ubisoft would, would think that the loss of that is too bad because they'll just use that boat tech in an Assassin's Creed game. Or that boat tech just came from Assassin's Creed. It did originally, so yeah. Not, but, like, not like there was much work. Well, I think it would be a feedback thing, right? Like they lifted it from Assassin's Creed and they'll probably start, they've probably been feeding that back into like Origins. Yeah, but wasn't the whole point of yeah. this being a separate game to be like, we can just make a boat game and not have to come up with some weird reason for Assassin's Creed to be on a boat. Yes, yes. <laughs> and only be on boats was the thing as yeah. well. That so we don't need any of that land crap. So what's happening with it exactly? It's delayed indefinitely, so probably oh, right. cancelled. Oh, okay. Canned. Yeah. Probably shelved. canned. Sh- yeah, shelved is a good word. It looked like it was practically finished when they showed it. I know! <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it's been in development for quite a while now. We've seen it for quite a while. I mean, especially given like... that most of it is like code copied from Assassin's Creed, presumably. You'd think yeah. it'd be yeah. pretty straightforward. I mean, to it, get that it out. felt like like what For Honor felt like, where it's like it looked like a finished game, but there wasn't much content, and that turned out to be the case. Well, yeah, maybe right. they could have <laughs> just could have just released it like as a budget title and then upgraded yeah. it, or you know, do what they do their sort of support plan that they've done with their other games, yeah. Like, do what they did with Forerunner, where Forerunner they actually and... supported it for quite a long time and put yeah. more stuff in. Forerunner and Rainbow Six have had one hell of a support tale, right? And Rainbow Six is huge. I mean, they even made that little eagle flight game out of the Assassin's Creed <laughs> oh, Paris yeah, yeah, yeah. map. Like, they, it's not like there isn't precedent for like reusing bits. Or no, Ubisoft are, oh, I actually think Ubisoft are pretty good at that. They use that they reuse stuff, but they tend to do it in fairly intelligent ways. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's mild news, I suppose. Uh, like, pretty much like this next one. <laughs> yeah, um, also mild news. Yeah, because Activision are deciding to break from their Call of Duty cadence. Um, not by not shipping a game. <laughs> There's still going to be one. Uh, so, uh, all right. Yeah, so this year's is 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 heavily rumored to, uh, the infinity ward game is heavily rumored to be a mo- a new modern warfare game yeah so price and woods and so <laughs> god i, I hope not <laughs> just make a new, new story characters. god damn it oh no woods is black ops isn't it but price yeah price and soap he's um, got to be gone by now right I, I can't i can't remember but probably be like set in the 80s again still modern but like now we're in the past make up a new friend that ties into all those other yeah. friends so that's that's likely to be this year's game but this is about the 2020 game which would normally have handed to uh sledgehammer and raven mm. um who last put out call of duty world war Two. um oh yeah Apparently, so the story goes that Raven and Sledgehammer haven't got on very well for quite some time, and the two studios have kind of been fighting. And as a result of that, the new Call of Duty is the 2020 Call of Duty has been suffering. Mm. Um, so, what Activision has decided to do is bump Treyarch into their leadership role for the 2020 COD game, and it's now highly likely that that will be a Black Ops 5. Oh, very one quick. year early, hmm. which is a bit odd. It's like it's the first time they've broken from their system, hmm. and it's also, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, a, a faster turnaround for one of those games, which is actually kind of probably 
totally reasonable because they don't Black Ops don't make story anymore. Yeah, they're no, into they the Battle Royale. Into the Battle Royale, so it makes sense. Yeah, might not even be a new game. They might just update the old. One. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think they will put out a new one because Black Ops Four. And I'll talk about it a bit later, but Black Ops Four follows the old strategy of like there are DLC packs and things like that, which you can only support for so long because it fragments your player base. Mm. They want you to buy games. Activision's model. They still want you to buy games. Although Unlike apparently EA, who wants you to buy a service, right? Yeah. Although apparently the rumor mill is is saying that Activision have been starting to consider Black Ops or COD, COD, COD in general as a more free to play thing, and that there may be a free to play element to the to this year's game so who knows anyway just cod news just cod just give us uh, speaking of like weird publishers talk to, well pub, sort of publisher stuff talk to us about epic what have they done now <laughs> what have epic done this time oh <laughs> epic yep the standard standard segment of this news that we always come to is mm. how have epic fucked up this week <laughs> And apparently the the answer is by having a sale, <laughs> which you'd think would be good, but no. I mean, the sale itself isn't actually a terrible idea. It's entirely like store wide. There's no exceptions. <laughs> well, that's where the problems start. Yeah, and and with a, with a sort of hard and fast rule that if the game is above, was it fifteen odd quid yeah. in the UK? Um, that if it's above that barrier, you'll get a ten pound discount. But it's like. Uh, excluding DLC and add-ons and V-Bucks. For however many um, of those there are in the Epic Store at the moment. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that's actually a somewhat decent idea. It's like, whether that makes... I mean, you can get Hades for like a fiver if you wanted you to. You could. Yeah. But not anymore. No, Hades is still on the list. I don't think it is. Isn't it? They bumped... Oh, no, they were the one who bumped their price back up. Oh, yeah. Hades, yeah. Um, Supergiant. Is it Supergiant or Supermassive? I can't Supergiant. remember. Supergiant. So, yeah, Supergiant bumped their price to reduce the impact of the sale. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what this controversy is about. Basically, developers did like that. Because, so the, the the whole point of this sale is that, like, you get that £10 discount, but Epic is paying for it, basically. The developers still get the same amount of money on their end per sale. Epic's just making up the oh, difference. Right. Weird. In theory. But the whole problem with that is that some developers don't want their game to go on sale because it's a perception thing. And particularly for, for example, the, a vampire game oh, that, yeah. that got discounted, but it's not even out yet. So there's, yeah, pre-purchases count in this as well. Like, so Hades, Hades is obviously early access. So if you um, were to say, see that game for the price it is now in pre-release and then see the price go up when it actually comes out... The other weird thing was that apparently if you've bought a pre a early access game already and that price is you're gonna get refunded directly to your account that ten pounds. So you can spend it again. Yeah. If it can get that money back. But they said refunded <laughs> yeah, refunded to your account. Like not like I don't think that's to your Epic account. They were wording it like it would actually just be in your money. I bet it's to your Epic account. I bet it's to your Epic account as well. But the the wording of the statement was that they were like it's a proper refund. And it's like that's an epic are paying for that as well. Yeah, um, it's a, it's weird, but it's just it's another sign that just how much money Epic yep. are throwing around <laughs> all their money. But yeah, the devs, the several different devs didn't like it and did different things like removing their game, yeah, so to, 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 store, removing their game from the store, or increasing their base price to counteract the sale price. Yeah. The two games in particular that got removed were, yeah, that the the upcoming 
Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yep. The second one. One hell of a bloody name. Um, and Oxygen Not Included yeah. drop themselves from the store. Uh, and they'll bring themselves back when the sale's done. I mean, again, they're they're not they're not only in early access; they're literally about to come out in a week. Yeah, <laughs> so just... they probably don't want their launch price to be fucked up by a sale at this point. Yeah, the timing for them is a bit unfortunate. I think it's an odd approach. I kind of commend Epic for trying to be like, "Hey, it's a sale. Everything everything is cheap." And it's like, but for that doesn't that never really flies for games that are about to launch. That's that is the wrinkle that is is odd. Yes, and you know other reasons that you might not want your you. And also, like it was a price cut that was across the board as the same thing, and like decided on by Epic. Whereas obviously in the Steam sales, the developers choose the percentages mm. themselves, and it, you know they can choose it based on how much their game costs. Yeah, which is the important part of they that. Can do it in percentages and yeah, all that stuff. It's it's a little bit. It's definitely on the um, publishers. It's in the publisher's control on Steam and on Humble and on Gold <laughs> and on everywhere. Yeah, everywhere else, it's like the publishers can choose what they want to do. Um, it, but here, it wasn't. To me, it sounds like the Epic Store is still very, very under-engineered. Yep. In that this was the we need we want to do a sale, but we haven't got the platform ready to do it yet. How do we do this? Yeah, we like they don't have the ability for developers to set their own sale prices or anything like that yet. So we'll just do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. That this is a like some poor software team like was given like the task of like how do we do this? And they're like, oh god, we can write basically one line of code that just takes the checkout value and reduces <laughs> it by ten pounds. <laughs> kind of, but then they had to do the refund layer as well, I suppose. So there's a bit more work there, but it's just it's bizarre. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard of this happening quite like that. I suppose it's it's weird in the sense that it's not really a digital like Outside of the digital domain, this isn't a problem, right? Like any like brick and mortar store can just turn around and go because they yeah, we're all, selling everything because they've already bought the product. Yeah, so that they need to get rid of products, so they would sell it cheap. <laughs> and it'll probably only, for the most part, the chances of that sale are probably going to be limited to maybe a few stores, unless someone like Game does it or that that Tesco's thing I've missed out on when I was trying to like when Soul Calibur Six was like a tenner. Yeah, and it's like oh, I want some of that. Oh, it's all gone. Um, Limited stock. Yeah. Like that and already that purchased stock. Yeah, that definitely um dampens the effect of these things when there's like physical supply. Yeah, weird one. So that's what Epic's been doing this week. Yay. <laughs> Tune in next podcast to find out how fucked up things continue to be. I'm really hoping that there won't be any epic news next podcast. Let's have a two weeks where nothing fucked up happens. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's epic news. In harmonious news, though, now, Sony and Microsoft oh. announced a kind of alliance, strategic kind partnership. Of. Sort of, yeah. I was, I was I think... just looking, but that was my next note on the list, and it's like hilariously... <laughs> Your note doesn't have anything to say. Hilariously well, incomplete, because I think that's when Zach invaded my house and I stopped typing. I mean, <laughs> all, all it seems to be is like, it's very high level. I think they're basically teaming up on the cloud stuff. So Sony will use the Azure stuff in order to combat presumably Google Stadia, although they're not saying yeah. that. But it makes sense because they it's mutually beneficial, I think, probably. For because I don't know. Streaming thing sucked. Yeah. I mean they'll they'll it keep d- their it depends how the it depends brand, how the deal works. Right? Yeah. yeah. But in terms depends- of like 
technology. Yeah, I mean, like Sony obviously don't have own their own cloud platform like Google do. No. Microsoft obviously well, Microsoft had the leg do. up there. Uh, Sony could have gone through Amazon, I guess, to do this kind of stuff. But who's to say that Amazon probably yeah. like aren't going to be thinking about their own solution? In I fact, the signs will. are there that they probably are. Yeah, so there's probably exactly. not a deal to be done there. They're creepier than um, Microsoft these days. New Amazon, yeah, or Google, or both. Amazon. Both, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> arguably both, but yeah. There are I mean, those walkouts happening, aren't they? At Google every now and then now, like the the like like staff are actually kind of starting to fight Google a bit because they they want their don't be evil claim to come back. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the latest thing was. It comes in waves, doesn't it? Yeah, the last thing I read is that there there was some sort of walkout. I can't remember what about exactly, but then there's like the internal politics of uh, are making all the staff that walked out feel like they're being retaliated against and being like you know which is illegal um yeah. uh you know that they're now being shunned and pushed onto projects and trying to be forced out of the organization and things like that and it's like yeah this isn't a good look google they're all a bit creepy <laughs> microsoft are just the scrappy underdogs at this point weirdly weirdly <laughs> even they've got a pile of cash yeah they broke a trillion dollars didn't they finally Oh, I should probably talk to you, Rob, about the the Microsoft build stuff because that was kind of interesting from a programming perspective. Oh, I haven't I haven't paid attention, so I don't know what's what's okay. Doing well, now. it's not really for this podcast, but um, nope. the you know the Linux subsystem for Windows thing. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah they've they've totally kind of they've boosted that massively by making it like a full on little VM that's actually mm. running. Like and you yeah. can pick your flavor of Linux, and so and oh, it really? still has the yeah. You go oh I want Ubuntu today in my little Windows subsystem, uh, and it has all of the same hooks or whatever to the Windows file system, and that and at the same time they launched well they announced with a ridiculous YouTube hype video like as if it was like a, a new tablet or something. They launched a new terminal application that's actually not shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they, now I have a bit of a problem with it because they've now got so many of them. They've got console, they've got PowerShell, they like they're, they're no, but I mean the actual one. terminal app, like instead of uh, you know CMD oh, the replacing or, or not, right? Uh, you know what I mean? The actual uh, yeah, the actual, CMD is the one. Yeah, yeah, not the shell, but yeah, but now this does mean there's like there's CMD shell, there's PowerShell, and there's the you know the full the full Linux environment um yeah oh wait through. so is the new terminal for the linux environment it's for all of them yeah right you can oh, just I switch see. yeah uh but it's it's got they, they emojis in it hooray <laughs> that's <laughs> literally one of the reasons i don't want to devil a windows machine is i can't get emojis in my terminal out but uh yeah so that's good i could not give a monkeys i know it's cool <laughs> like... trust me it's cool <laughs> anyway never mind well there was that there was that thing a little while back where um what did they call it was it was it just tabs or something like that? They ha- it had a funky name where they were trying to put um, on top of the the, the basic, well, the, you know, the, the Windows windowing layer, this ability to tab anything in anything. So, like, you could you could tab Windows apps together, or tab Explorer windows together, or oh, right, things okay. like that. Uh, like I forget a... what it was called. Sets. That's what it was called. They were calling it. That sets. sounds pretty cool. That got abandoned because it proved too complicated. Oh, fair of, enough. Fair because enough. of Win32 apps that break the rules. I mean, it sounds like, hard. Like yeah. Chrome, for instance. Yeah, sure. And, and and to a certain extent, like their own products, like Edge, which break yeah. the rules to do what it does, 
but they were going to use Edge as the model for things. The one product, the one product that I think is going to keep that they've said is going to keep it is console, oh, is CMD. Weird. Okay, so <laughs> that's strange. And now that they've they, got they, a new they, terminal. Yeah, yeah, it's quite bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other thing I hadn't realized is, like, I mean, you've probably known this for a while, but .NET Core is the new .NET with five, right? And yeah, they're, they're that's, deprecating that's a old .NET. That's which a bit is of a shake Really up. cool. <laughs> Sorry. I mean. It, you say that it's kind of cool. It's like in 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 my world, that's a headache. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's, anyway, yeah, problematic. Know. But yeah, it's still cool. Anywho, that's a t- dev talk. Yeah. 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 It's clearly where it was always going. Yeah. Like we always knew this day would come, but it just it's just headed that way a bit quicker than we thought. Yeah. Gotta get um, through that pain. <laughs> Yeah. But no, that means you've got to not. It's not get through that pain in our world. That's rewrite your bloody application at some point, right? Yeah, that's it's it's that serious, or yeah. pro, you know, or it it could involve that level of like, oh yeah, half this stuff doesn't work anymore. Great, sure, yeah. All these libraries don't work anymore. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's it's just, that's the problem. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else yeah. we got? Super Mario Maker Direct. Did you guys watch that? I haven't seen it. Zach has, I didn't. Yes. It was another short one, naturally. I mean, it was only very because there wasn't any other. <laughs> they do another one of those mini directs that they do. Mm. I'm not sure it was even called a direct. I guess it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they advertised it as a Mario Maker 2 direct. Yes. Like, in the same way they did for the Pokemon thing. Yeah. And it was just as short, <laughs> I guess. So what's the takeaways? What are the bullet points? It's exactly what you expect, I guess. Apart from... That's a bullet point. <laughs> Apart from a couple of slightly weird options, like for example, if you're doing, you can create create a level in co-op, which for a start is like, how is that even going to be useful? I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's though. kind of cool, but like you're operating within one screen. It's like how? Oh, are you? Well, yes. You're not like no, it's not two, two switches, and and you can only use sideways Joy Cons. It very specifically showed the choose your controller screen, and it's like, no, you can't use a pro controller or. That both joy cons. You have half, to use sideways. That sounds half-assed. Yep, that's weird. So okay. I mean, not actually useful in any way. Dual switching sounds like the like, yeah two switches with like so you could look at totally different parts of the level at the same time, and you could both use the touch screen and like that sounds like the obvious choice. I mean, maybe that will still happen. Who knows? They oh, they didn't really. That, no, I, that, I, that's the thing. I bet that won't because they've announced this. That's not going to happen. Well, like, this, did, is, this is what they thought their solution was. They didn't really announce that. It was like they briefly showed the controller select screen and said you can use two Joy Cons. They didn't exclude there being okay. other ways to so do that. So they didn't that. make a big, a particularly big deal. No. For this. Okay. Okay. All right. That that potentially saves it. Um, Still odd that they showed that and not. Yeah. If there not, was like, going to be a dual switch, yeah, that would be a bit of more dramatic thing to show. Ugh. Man, uh, that, that's got me hyped for a feature that doesn't exist. Like, that's, <laughs> that's frustrating. And they showed the equivalent of the Miiverse posts, I guess. Oh, right, yeah. Where like you can insert a, like a tag in the level where the where a thing pops up, and it's weird because they sh- uh, the first bit they showed had like like <laughs> I don't I'm not sure what they even call them because it's not like they're emoticons or something. It's like pre-drawn art. Of like Mario characters like doing things like Toad saying "Oh no" and stuff. <laughs> oh no! Kind of like the stickers in the past, yeah, but more more 
detailed and like fully rendered the pictures and it showed this selection screen where it's like oh no there are only like 16 different things you can put but then after that they very briefly showed that end of level screen where it shows them scrolling past and it looks like there's ones that are hand drawn on there mm. so it still might at least have the proper full functionality in a sort of Splatoon 2-esque right. yeah, yeah, way yeah, yeah. where even though the Miiverse doesn't exist that they, still exists somehow they, they put their own system together yeah <laughs> so that's good I guess I mean, I guess. I'd like. I don't think in Mario Maker that's like hugely what I think I'd be after. Like, they, they, like they might be funny at spots. Yeah, you're but, only looking for the funny ones. Yeah. It's not like you're looking for help. <laughs> Except maybe you could do if you like. You know, if you found a particularly a level which had one of the unusually difficult tricks in it, someone mm, could maybe make someone a, could tell you the trick. Yeah, yeah, make a little diagrammatic like instruction and that put would, it in the level. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> not sure people will but you know <laughs> no I highly doubt it but it's kind of cool and um, the only other thing that was I mean you know there was a lot of stuff where it's like here's the new enemies and the new bits and pieces and angry sun as you do oh no yep and all the, all the, that kind of stuff but the only other thing that was slightly interesting is when they showed the new Super Mario Bro- no, no 3D World not new Super Mario Bros that was already the 3D World 2D thing yes when they showed yeah. the new 3D World stuff in there, in there, Cat Mario. Oh yeah, and Cat Mario and all that. It's it's in a separate category because it's not compatible. You can't do the switch between the themes like you can with the other ones, where the stuff transfers between the different themes. Right, where it's okay. like a sprite changes. That sort of makes some sense. Three D because... World is completely separate, so it just it raises your level if you switch. Right, uh, so it has different. Physics as well as just... uh, well, I mean, they all kind of have different physics. Like New Super Mario has wall jumps and all that stuff. So right, it's still like, but it's not. It doesn't work on the same tile set system, I guess. Hmm. Maybe. Oh yeah, like, yeah I odd, guess like so oddly more flexible. Maybe yeah. Like... I mean, I guess 3D World has like a lot of background objects and stuff that kind of operate in a slightly different way. Yeah, that oh, you wouldn't be able right. to use in the other 2D set. I see. Like like so. Yeah, because they showed some of this in the original trailer, didn't they? Like bullet bills coming, coming from forwards, the background. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. That that's that kind of makes sense. It would have been interesting to see what they... How they did that in sprites. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would have been kind of interesting. But I can see why they made that decision. But then the slightly weird thing about that is that it's, it's in a separate category by itself. <laughs> and it's like, that's kind of weird like what what else could go in that category like regular mario or weird 3d world mario <laughs> like what else could you do mario 2 i mean that's a category I don't, think, I don't think it is though <laughs> i think that would still be capable of being a tile switched one no but you'd have all different moves and it's not that and... different though it's like, no no more different than the wall jump is in new super mario brothers you'd have turnip pulling and being able to stand on things and pick them up and I mean, maybe that maybe it would be. I guess you'd have to have certain enemies that would act differently in in Mario Two, but I still think you, you could do that with a tile, tile set switch. Although, weirdly, another thing that was like uh, what another one of these very subtle someone looked at this trailer far too long things is there's an enemy from 3D World that I'm not. Yeah, I did play those games, so I'm not aware of this enemy, but it's a specific enemy of that game. And it does have a sprite version in one of the other sets. Hmm. So there is maybe some c- 
cross over, but not really. Like you can get some of the elements of 3D world back in the sprite, but maybe not all of it. And like maybe switching up if you're in the editor, just that is what causes it to erase. But there are still 3D world elements you can use in the 2D oh, okay. set. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Hey, you know what? Weird, weird, weird trivia. I learned. Maybe you already know. I saw a copy of the Japanese copy of Super Mario Bros. All Stars. Yeah. Over the weekend, and they call uh, it's got Mario Two on it. Yeah. Which the is, actual Mario Two. Yeah, which is weird because it wasn't called that in Japan. No. So they call it Super Mario Bros. USA. Yes. It's like I didn't realize that. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They had to give it a different name. Yeah. I didn't realize they just straight up called it USA. When was that released then? At the same time. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I was just wondering if oh no, Super Mario like Bros. USA had a Japanese release. Like, no, because I don't think Super Mario Bros. USA actually got a NES release in Japan at all. Because no. they had Doki Doki Panic, which is what yeah. the game was based on. Yeah. Um, um, so, I, yeah, on the NES, I don't think they got it. So when All-Stars launched, they didn't bother making two different versions. Like, really? Renamed they, yeah, they just brought over the, the, the version, you know, Super Mario 2. In the US version, called it Super Mario USA. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a couple of games that had the USA being tagged on, like the Final Fantasy One, whatever that was called, Mystic Quest. Oh, really? Huh. I don't really understand how, even in the eighties, Super Mario Brothers Two, i.e., the Lost Levels, could ever have been popular if it's that brutal. Like, but, uh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And it's just yeah. that. And it is basically the first game, just with more. Like it's a, it's an expansion, really. Like yeah, calling it two is 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 odd. I don't think that is odd though for the time. For the time, yeah, you might be right. So make a new game with the same engine. But normally there's something more different than that. But no, it is it is identical, just with new new laid out new layouts, which are absolute bullshit, right? Oh yeah, uh, lots of hidden blocks. Have Not you played it, Mario Maker, though? <laughs> Who played it? Did you play it, Zeg? No. Well, I'm sure I've played part of it at some point. I think I've, yeah, I've da- I think I've dabbled with it at some point over the years, and just thought, wow, okay, this is pretty tricky. Mm. I haven't, uh, and this was, of course, during the top point where I hadn't really completed a proper Mario game. Well, yes, exactly. Before, and so I like, finished going, the original first. Yeah, I was like, no, no, maybe I won't play that and <laughs> play this. I'd rather play Super Mario Three. Exactly. And I think that was more or less everything that I remember being important from that Mario Maker thing. It seems like mostly exactly what you'd expect. So good. That was good. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, oh, wait. They they did briefly also show that like it maybe still has the same kind of upload system. There was a code. Right. There was a limited set of levels. Also, they didn't show if you can make a world, like string together a set of levels specifically so mm. that may not still exist which is disappointing for some people but it may still exist so yes we don't actually tell. know for certain and that's not the end of the news the, no that's not the end of the news film. very briefly e3 news activision aren't having a booth at e3 nothing really fancy there they'd only be showing cod anyway yep um they can put that somewhere else ea have said that their weird two-day streaming thing is now only going to be one day <laughs> So maybe slightly more concise content for someone to make highlight reels of. Okay. Yes, like some some people can talk over potentially. That might be in a yes, reasonable frame of time. <laughs> yeah. 
But then take us through this last one, Zach. Well, in, in parallel to the ongoing epic controversies where they won't stop dumb bullshit happening, Borderlands 3, more bullshit happening on that side. Well, more specific, yeah, sort of a bit more Borderlands, but of course it's Randy Pitchford. Yes, it's more like Gearbox than Borderlands. Slightly related to Borderlands because it's the voice actor of Claptrap, who's not in Borderlands 3. And then he went on Twitter and said why, which is that basically they didn't want to pay him. (laughs) Or they didn't want to pay him. He said they didn't want to pay him to do it again. And then Gearbox came, or Randy Pitchford, not Gearbox, because this is the PR disaster that Randy Pitchford is. Yeah, because Randy Pitchford doesn't <laughs> doesn't doesn't let his team do anything. He came back and said that they offered him like twice as much money as he got previously, which was basically not. It's like previously that they were Gearbox employees anyway, doing the voices in Boardlands. So mm. it was like it wasn't like it was a special gig. It was more like right, right. just this specific do this bit of work. So they were like, yeah, we'll pay you real, we'll pay you an actual fee because you're not part of Gearbox any longer. But he didn't like it. And then the voice actor came back and was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have taken that 12 million for yourself into that secret bank account and physically abused me in a hotel at some point. Ooh. And then, you know, salty Twitter wars. <laughs> mm. Oh, Randy. So yeah, it's Randy. basically this voice actor after being talked shit about decided to talk shit back more yeah <laughs> and then randy pitchman got in some more controversy as he does accusations and then maybe legal battles and yeah. and we'll probably never hear about anything about it ever again no, probably not, but <laughs> standard procedure it's getting to the point where i can't this whole with all the stuff about randy and i don't want to defend the guy i don't like him <laughs> but it's just like it's getting to the point where it's hard to know if some a story like this is believable because it's Randy, <laughs> right? Or a bit of a cash grab because it's Randy. Yeah, I mean, and that it sounds so t- totally plausible. It's completely not possible to tell the difference. Yeah, make yeah, up any story, include Randy Pitchford, and, <laughs> and it's believable. Yeah, oh, man. I remember I don't, like, him I don't like, like how that sounded because I don't. I really don't want to defend the guy. No. But it's like uh, just. I remember seeing yeah. him being an idiot in person, and he seemed like yes. a, he seemed like a bit of a dick. Because I went to this event um, at the at BAFTA um, when he was promoting Duke Nukem Forever. God, I don't even know why. Right. Like my brother got must have got tickets or something. It was really mm. weird. Anyway, yeah, you could tell. It's <laughs> it's just odd. It's just odd. Have you seen the um, no clip Half Life documentary? Yeah. Like he comes oh, yeah, across yeah. as a bit odd, even in that. Like, and he's not even that out of out of line. There. No, it's like it's actually, it's actually a, a relatively decent set of interviews. But there's still something off, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway. Oh wait, I forgot. There's one more actually important. Breaking <laughs> news! Oh snap! The news about Epic again. No, we forgot about the other bit of Epic controversy this week. There was another game that was not kickstarted; it was on Fig that got funded and said it was going to come out on Steam, and then got into Epic. Oh Epic no! Recently. Not another one of these. Yep, there was another one, and it's quite a, it's quite an indie game again. Mm. So, same situation. Do we know what it is? Uh, it's called Outer Wild, but not Outer Worlds. Don't get those oh, two right. mixed up. Yes, yeah, no, okay, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, <laughs> the not Obsidian one. Yeah, not not the Outer Worlds, which is an Obsidian. Yeah, it's a different game, an indie game, 
Outer Wilds. Yeah, that's. But yeah, the Outer Wilds. I think I think Wilds actually has a bit of a buzz about it. Or it well, has, apparently, I, yeah. I, I hear it comes up like, and I'm sort of, I'm not, I'm not particularly familiar with it, uh, no. to be honest. But like, I, I hear about it quite frequently. Well, the thing it's, is, it was funded on Fig a long time ago, like several years. So the the I the obvious thing is like maybe they were maybe they underestimated how much money they needed and they were running out of money so they would like oh epic will just give us some money but then they didn't really think about what that meant for backers and (laughs) and all that situation with going off of steam so yeah people were pissed yep as they probably would because it hasn't even appeared it's not like the other circumstances where it appeared on steam and the people that wanted it on steam are still going to get it on steam well i don't think they've made a proper statement about you know honoring agreements or whatever well because no, if it's never been on steam there's no agreement to honor there is on the backing on fig uh, sure but where if you're if especially it, for fig because it's but, more but than kickstarter because sh- fig sh- is a bit more like legally yeah. binding than kickstarter generally is yeah i guess maybe oh uh, yeah i don't know again i don't know but like just i think that one's less that I reckon they'd be more allowed to get away with that than the other ones, like you know, because yeah. it's never been on Steam. It's like it's not even probably got anywhere near to being on Steam. I mean, the, the, that whole area of the kickstarting esque situation does give you a bit more leeway to be like changing the terms, mm. and rather than a thing that has appeared on the Steam store and then gets removed from the Steam store. <laughs> So there's that. And that's the end of the news. For real. For real this time. <laughs> you know what time it is. Do I? <laughs> it's about halfway through this podcast. It's time for what you've been playing. Uh, I'm going to ask Seg this time <laughs> what he's been well, playing. helpful because I haven't really got that much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I really, to be honest. This well, could, this could yeah, be a, this this be be a short one. Well, you both got more than me, so it's going to be a short one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I can always talk forever. <laughs> That's my special skill. This is true. When you start, getting you to start talking may be difficult outside of the podcast, but when you start, snowballs. Snowballs. <laughs> Canals. Canals. Um, I mostly <laughs> continued to fiddle with Oxygen Not Included. I did do something slightly different, though, because, well, in, in, my, in the game that I had been playing... I got to like the start of the space thing, which is basically as far as I've ever got. I've never got deep into the space thing because it's a whole situation. It gets quite a lot of uh, resource intensive at that point. Also for my computer, not just <laughs> in the game. Mm. But uh, I got to that same point again, and I was like, "Well, I could continue, but you know, this map is going to be eliminated when the when the release version changes all the map generation. So I might as well not go any further than I've got before." But what I did do was go into a different thing because I don't know when they included this option. I think it was maybe a couple of patches ago. But there are like different map options that generate different types of worlds, except they're not really very fully fleshed out. They're like quite, you can tell that it's just like been a thing that someone has hacked together at some point in the background and they just said, oh, we may as well just throw this in. There's one which makes a like a circular asteroid. And that's why you can tell that that's weird because, like, there's a background around where the normal terrain would be, except it's not there. Oh, weird. 
<laughs> which looks kind of weird. But mm. there's that one, and then there's also one where it's basically the same shape as the normal map, except everywhere outside the starting area is just ice biome. Okay. Which is I decided to play that one because it's kind of interesting because it basically inverts the usual problem of heat. Yeah, I was about to say, so if it's, so if it's ice and there's your heat management could just all pump into it. Well, yeah, but now, now you've got the exact opposite problem where you actually have to keep heat in because otherwise you'll get, everything will get too cold and you'll yeah, just die that way. Okay, right. So it actually sort of, you know, you start using some of the things that you don't normally use, like the radiator and stuff, mm. to actually make extra heat and various other ways to keep the heat in your base. So it was kind of an interesting thing to just play that map and be like, oh, this is a kind of an inversion of the usual thing. And it also has another slightly different effect where because the only biome in the map is the ice biome, you also don't get any of the resources of the other types of biome, like the slime biome and the and the chlorine biome. So you have to work around that to try and st- get the stuff that you still need, which previously wouldn't have been possible because, you know, if there's no... If there's no... If, if, if there's only ice biome, there's no way to get reed fiber which you need to make the spacesuits so there wouldn't have been any way to get spacesuits except now because you can get certain things through the portal you can basically get a starter of like well not reed fibers you get a specific type of animal that grows hair which is equivalent to the reed, reed fibers basically but you can get that through the portal so there is a way now to get the reed fibers that you normally wouldn't have been able to get on that map which makes it more possible to actually play that game on that map for uh, you know for most of the game. <laughs> There's still a few things you can't do. You can't ever get any chlorine. I think ever because I don't think any of the space planets have chlorine on them either. I think, although I haven't seen all the planets. Is that that system with really the weird? I don't know. We'll get the thing where you sit, get items out of a gate. I can't remember. Yeah, the portal. The portal. Oh, there's the portal. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm calling. Do you not get chlorine out of the portal? No, there's a it's a limited set of items, and I, there was like a certain type of plant I was hoping for, and I was like, I haven't seen it ever. I'll just look up the actual game file. Someone's you know scanned the game files and tells you exactly what you can get out of the gate. <laughs> I'll just look it up, and it turns out you can't get that specific type of plant. So I was mm. like, oh well, that's. I'm never going to be able to cook this meat properly, so everyone's just going to have to mm. eat raw meat. Which <laughs> mm. <laughs> seems like a kind of like there should be a step there. The only options you have are raw meat and barbecue, but in order to make the barbecue, you have to have this spice plant, and you can't get the spice plant on this cold biome map because mm. it doesn't come through the portal and it only spawns in the chlorine zone. So <laughs> raw meat for everyone. <laughs> Why can't you cook your meat? Yeah, exactly. There should be like a middle step in that, you would think. Just generic cooked meat, not barbecue style. Yeah, that's weird. But I mean, there's no downside to eating raw meat in terms of like illness or whatever. You have to have a hot room, just put your meat in there. Well, you have literally an electric grill where you do your normal cooking. (laughs) Well, then it could go on there. Yep, you'd think so. But no. It doesn't matter because there's no actual danger to raw meat. Okay. It's just a just not it as just, nutritious. Yes, it just doesn't give you a nice bonus. Mm. It gives you a zero or nice or a minus one, maybe on morale. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but yeah. So I played some of that map, solving new problems. You know, that's what I want. Good, good. Because you can't like. There's also because there's no 
oil biome at the bottom of the map. There's no way to get oil. So there is a way to get oil. There's one type of creature that you can get from the portal that can turn carbon dioxide into oil very slowly. But that creature then needs to, in order to survive, it has to be in like a 70 degree room. Then you're like, okay, so not only am I having to keep the cold out of my base, I'm also actually having to very specifically even more heat up this one specific part of my base mm. to keep them alive so they can make the oil that I'll need for jetpacks and rockets in the future. I mean, when you, when you talk about like creating new puzzles, shoot it all. How do you feel when something like Satisfactory adds vertical conveyor belts? I was kind of sad about that in some ways because I like I doing those might. spiral belts. I thought you might. Oh, yeah. Convenience, no. Yeah. But, you know, functionally it's the same, right? <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah. it doesn't take nearly yeah. as long to build. Maybe it uses less resources or something to build it up. Well, or... I mean, you're hoping it's balanced. Is there like a power requirement or something? Like well, that? yeah, I guess it could be powered. Mm. But yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, <laughs> spiral belts were, were cool looking. They, they look kind of mental, don't they? But not logical in any way. <laughs> if you were going to have a conveyor belt based factory, you'd probably build conveyor belt elevators and that would be a way better solution. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also not included, I guess. It did that. And, you know, maybe after next podcast, it should be out, I think, 28th. That would be before the next podcast. Hmm. Oh, was that? What, like out, out? Yeah, oh, version okay. one. I mean, for yeah, us, yeah. not like they're going to stop updating it. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course it had to be soon because of the Epic Store thing. Great, yeah. great. But we'll we'll see those new biomes. That's what I'm interested in. See what comes with that patch. Uh, and I played some more Rocket League, I guess. I had another one of those nights where I was like, it's a new season, or, well, it's been a new season for a little while. Oh, has it? Yes. The new one kicked in. Yes. Remember, we talked about that last time, where we were like, well, they've had a short one this time, yeah, for no yeah, apparent yeah. reason. I didn't, I didn't realize it had actually finished. And also Rocket Pass, obviously. But... Mm. Yeah, I, do, I, I need to play more of that. need yep. to play more of it. However, I've just been so... My, my last couple of weeks have been so mental. <laughs> yes. Like, and I've been so tired at night, like, like actually sitting down for a big old multiplayer session has not been on the front of my mind. <laughs> I played some more of that, but I had one of those nights where I went on, my rank was like diamond free, mid to high diamond free, and I was like, oh, maybe tonight I can finally make a push towards getting into champion and then immediately losing champion because I can never stay in champion. <laughs> but no, what actually happened was every single teammate I had for the entire night was so shit, and my rank went straight down to the bottom of diamond one, very nearly into platinum. And I was like, what the fuck? How is everyone so bad tonight? Lemon. I think I had like literally one slightly good teammate. And I it was very noticeable. I was like, holy shit, that guy is like in decent positions and he's making passes to me and I'm receiving passes from me. This is actually working <laughs> for a moment. And then it didn't work at all for the whole rest of the evening. <laughs> Party up. <laughs> yeah. Other than they announced that they're going to make partying up like a thing that you can do yeah because it's always been odd that it's all miss missing yes i guess it would be a, like a post-game scoreboards thing get mm. a button and invite them now that they have a whole fake in-game friends list thing to do that with i guess yeah there's so that nice system in overwatch that i've always quite liked where at the end of a match you just click a button and it says glacial spoon wants to remain a team yeah 
and then everyone else, the, the other players can opt in if they want and yeah. we'll keep them together. And they even tried to do that in Team Fortress when they went to matchmaking. Oh, where, like at the end of the map, you can vote to stay in the server and have the actual people stay in the server rather than everyone just quitting. But mm. everyone just quits, so right. <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah, that is still the problem in Overwatch, in fairness. Like, most people just quit out. Even if they then say, oh, I'm joining a team, they'll then just quit out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but don't you want your sweet 10% experience bonus? That was so irrelevant when they put that in Rocket League as well, where it's just like, oh, you get a bonus if you stay in the server over multiple games. No one in casual ever stays for more than one game. They just all quit. Nope. <laughs> no, they, they barely stay for a goal. Yeah, they, don't, they barely stay for one game. <laughs> they leave as soon as a goal goes in. Immediately. No, I'm leaving this one. It's done. This game's done. It's so annoying. It is really annoying. Sometimes I don't want to play ranked. But, it's the only but sometimes way. you get that in ranked anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, true. That People vote for it at any moment. Especially in solo ranked. Yeah. Yes. I did have, the on the evening where everything was going real badly, I did have a game where we were actually winning for a change and someone on our team still voted for, to forfeit <laughs> because someone made a mistake and they were pissed. It was just like, God. we're still winning. There's no need to be a bitch about it. <laughs> Are we? Hmm. Right. Is, is, is Rocket League about to become like? I mean, it was getting, it's been getting pretty bad steadily, but is, is the tipping point coming? No, I think that's just what the mid to high diamond is always like, right. from what my experience. Mm. There's always people like that at that level. They think they're good, but they're not. This is sort of the problem, and that I kind of feel like I have a better time with Rocket League when my rank slips. Yeah, and, sometimes. Yeah. There's something a bit well. My solo rank is still pants because you know you can't can't predict anyone. No, and, uh, I don't know how you how you raise that one up really. Particularly, it's so hard. Um, but it's a uh, but I kind of I, some 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 nights I just have a better time in there than I do when we're playing. Like not because just because our rank as a duo is is much higher than my solo. Well, rank, yeah, that's the that's the trick. Yeah, I guess. I can be a bit of a knob in the solo rank and, well, and, and still end I up mean, being the best player. Yeah, so the idea yeah. is in theory that because you're theoretically better than those people, you could actually do crazier things yeah. and not not uh, feel and restricted as much. I actually think even though it's ranked, I care a little less, so I try more. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I go, I go, and because it's three player rather than duos, it's like it. Well, yeah, that helps. can be a bit more mad, and so I end up having a bit more of a decent time with it. Yes, the, the high mid to high diamond is the tier of people being babies and people <laughs> trying to do skill moves and just getting shit on constantly. <laughs> like people just trying to dribble or flick balls downwards off the ceiling and stuff. It's like it doesn't work. <laughs> Everyone well, sees it coming. Yeah, true. But like I, the, you see that quite a lot. Don't even pro Rocket League play the the, the drop. Into, yeah, but into not really game. though. That's the like, thing about like everyone. <laughs> thinks that these skills are like the hardcore skills but no, like if you watch pro rocket league no one ever dribbles no no one dribbles. That's literally a useless skill at that level yeah yeah no one dribbles that's 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 true and like the the, the ceiling drop stuff is slightly useful but it's still incredibly situational and mm. you because the trouble with the ceiling drop for the super high tiers is it's quite a slow thing yeah, yeah. Like the ball has to like kind of float, and you have to kind of follow it. it. With the ball speeds and higher tier stuff, you don't get as much opportunity to set that up. Mm. But yeah, you see it all the time in the high diamonds, where it's just like 
people trying to do fancy things and just failing. And then it's because it's really hard. Like, like actually, to some degree, like not just just to try that, but to actually have the coordination the well, rest, yeah. from the rest of but, the team to pull that off. But the thing is. I never learned to dribble, and so I don't dribble, and I just do fighting diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't need these skills to play like sanely and competently. Don't try and be fancy. <laughs> I mean, it can. It does foil us from time to time. The dribble, right? Like every now and then, there'll be a flick that just kind happens. Of. But I mean, I I feel like I've got good enough at blocking most of. I mean, well, the thing that I think I'm good at in terms of dribbles is I see it coming real fast, mm. and I'm just there. <laughs> Right. I'm, be- I'm good at anticipating when they haven't got control of the ball fully and just going for it. Mm. Which is the counter to that tier of dribbling. Yeah, yeah, just bundle it. Which is my normal go-to, in fairness for that now. But Yeah. Like, oh, dribble, go, 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 go. Yeah. Because you know at that level, they might not have full control if they do your kind of screen. <laughs> if they do get it right, then it still works. But there's still quite a high probability they won't get it right at that level. Yeah. <laughs> it's that final third dash that I still struggle with. Like that's that's it. I think that's the one that foils me the most of the time, where it's like you're roughly equidistant from each other, it falls floating in the air in the final third towards your goal. And the probability of you getting to it just right is so low. But I see it late. Mm. Is the thing I'm already going for it at that point. It's like, damn it, I'm committed. I've got to go. But it's like, and I know, I know I'm not going to get like high enough on my jump and things like that. It's like I don't see that scenario early enough mm. until it's already like, well, I'm bone now. <laughs> yeah, that is my number one defensive problem. That that one thing, commitment. Yeah, or too or much the timing of commitment. <laughs> yeah, not enough or too much. Yep. The classic problem. Yeah. Anyway, Rocket League chat then. Yep. And I don't remember anything else that I played. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Hmm. That more or less covered it. There's been some interesting games I haven't played. There's been some interesting patches happening in Stormworks. So, you know, that's always on the cards mm. if we get back together for our multiplayer game. Although I feel like we might have to start a new game because they changed like the research tree, like how you unlock parts. Right, so your, your previous games probably aren't valid. Or... Yeah, well, it's not that they aren't valid. It's more like... It, we might not have parts that it would have been real easy to get in a fresh game, right? <laughs> so it's just more like, and I think somehow in our actual in our game in our save file we ran out of money, and I think it was because we like because there's a annoying multiplayer glitch which makes like fuel lines like impossible to handle for client players, mm. like you 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 just like get pulled around by them instead of being able to manage them, <laughs> right? Because it works the wrong way around, yeah. Because of that, we turned off fuel, except you don't turn off fuel exactly. You make it so when the vehicle spawns, it just spawns full of fuel. But I think what that was doing was it was still charging us the equivalent amount of money as fuel it was putting into the tank. And then when you despawn a vehicle, it doesn't really account for that. So you're essentially just losing money every time. I think that's how we ran out of money, but I'm not sure. That would make sense. So we may have to start a new save off. But yeah, they made the most recent patch did some quite fancy stuff about, well, I mean, first of all, they put like a literal scripting language in the game. Hmm. So you can write scripts inside the programmer, programmable blocks inside the game, which, you know, yeah. other games have done that. Space Engineers particularly is hmm. a classic <laughs> example. And then they also made like tra- um, a, what are basically heads up displays, like transparent blocks that you could also display 
pixels on, so you can actually make like full on, full on heads up displays for your jet fighter or whatever. Oh, well, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and um, some other things that I don't remember, but seemed like useful useful parts, not just like more parts, but like different parts where you're like, oh yeah, that right, I can. Right. Oh, I remember what it was. It was uh, cameras. So you can now have properly remotely operated vehicles, like launch a submarine out of your ship, and it oh, has a camera on it. Neat. Instead of you having to be in it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, that would be cool. Mainly because it's very difficult to make a very like a small single man submarine. Much easier to not have to put a person in it and just yeah. have some batteries. Yeah, yeah. Don't put a dude in. Just go. <laughs> that might be cool. Make your entire autonomous sea army. Yeah, don't even don't even get on a boat. Just stay on the island and yep. have just a bank of screens. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> badass. But I can definitely see the multiplayer situation as being like a lot of programming and not much building happening for a while. <laughs> that the like it alternates between. I just want to build a boat and I'm going to just basically now it will be actual programming before it was like I'll rig up a bunch of fucking logic gates to do a thing sure yeah <laughs> now you can actually just say yeah do do this thing and it's exactly this way yeah you can optimize the hell out of this yeah might not might might finally re- be able to replace my auto clutch that I designed with the logic circuits hmm. You get a computerized clutch. Well, I, guess, I guess calling it a clutch, it's slightly. It's more like a choke. I don't know. It, mm. it adjusted like the engine power depending on like the weight the helicopter was carrying. So like as you as you as you got heavier and it struggled to stay level, like the correct height, it would increase the engine power to compensate. Mm. Which you think it would do automatically, but it doesn't fully automatically do it. So I made a little logic circuit thing, and I basically just slapped that in all of my helicopters. It's like, yep, yeah, I'll just put that in there. It works. Nice. Don't have to think about it any longer. I built that's, it once. That's pretty neat. So there's that. Maybe I'll get back to that. Maybe not. Maybe Factorio. Who knows? Maybe. We haven't played I mean, any multiplayer stuff for quite a while, so any of those games that we had been previously playing are definitely on the cast. Right. <laughs> Rob, what have you played? Uh... Not much. No, I've I've had a pretty poor week in terms of actual gameplay. Well, poor couple of weeks, really. Mm. Yeah. Um. I'm and I'm trying to remember where I was at the last cast, which isn't helping. Oh, I remember um, one thing that happened just slightly after. Oh no, it was last week, not after the last cast. That mm. We talked about related to you and gaming. Oh yeah, Smash, Smash Brothers. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> I've been. I was just. I've been waiting for this moment for so long, and it's been so hard <laughs> to just keep leading Rob on like this. Oh, God, <laughs> what is this? Right. So I, I've been thought for a long time, like I haven't played Smash World of Light for a while. Uh, like I, I sort of left it alone, thinking that I was pretty close to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'd done most Fight of the stuff. the giant like, boss thing on yeah, the Yeah, like it, was, it looked obvious, right? It's like, here's, here's, here's the end. Here's the boss. Like I've done all the work to get there. There's only a few things left on the map I haven't done. Oh, sod it. Let's go do it. Opens up a whole new giant sodding map. Yep. You're literally only halfway through. <laughs> oh my! Oh man! Ah. I've put, so put so much time into this already. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it's properly insane. I haven't played it since. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, that makes sense. I was just kind of like, "You are kidding me." I mean, as I said when we were talking about it at the time, it's like I feel like that second 
half is like they get slightly more fancy with the map gimmicks like yeah. previously it was like oh you get these little zones where it's like here's the street fighter zone and all the things the street fighter people yeah. you fly a little plane around a map and that's kind of cool it's like it's kind of cool but then like in the dark world part you get like now it's a, the map is a puzzle where it's like here's a castlevania map where you have to like collect silver cannonballs to destroy the yeah which Dracula is a bit, which is about put it, you put it down at like i haven't tried much of that but that's what and I've then stopped. the zelda map has like all these cryptic clues where it's like move the hands to 12 o'clock and then you have to like turn on certain objects in, in the world that trigger different paths mm. to open it's like oh it <laughs> becomes slightly more complicated i think it's in a weird way it feels like it's like it's a bit late for you to be doing some of this cooler stuff <laughs> yeah like the pacing is so strange yes because there's a, a long period of just millions of spirit fights yeah I mean, not that they're also I mean, I guess, I guess the end- fights in, in amongst these puzzles. I guess maybe elements. the problem was is that I thought that's all there was, and so I've been doing <laughs> pretty much all of them, and I shouldn't have been, as it turns out. I could have like like. Well, I mean, I mean, you, know, you want that hundred percent yeah, eventually. But, you want to get them all anyway. But I like I, I could probably have quite happily have just skipped a turn and come back to them. Well, yeah, because you can theoretically get better spirits and yeah. then come back to the harder ones and make them easier and yeah. that kind of stuff. There were more options than you knew that you had. I'm doing so wrong. Leveling up. And I should have seen it coming as well, because I've got, you know, only a small portion of the roster available. Yeah, if you look at the spirits list and be like, where are all these spirits? Yeah. Well, and just a small portion of the actual playable character roster. Oh, in World of Light. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because the mysterious thing where Rob somehow still doesn't have me brawler. Yeah, that's weird. Because he's somewhere. I'm pretty sure he's on the Dark World map. You unlock him somewhere. Yeah. But Rob doesn't. It does. He doesn't appear in our multiplayer menu, which has all the other characters. Because you just unlock them. Through, but not. But not me, Brawler. But not me, Brawler. Because I've never played him as him in any capacity. Because he's a me character. And he doesn't unlock through the character unlock system that the outside of World of Light game uses. And I never get picked randomly either. No. Which is kind of that is but yeah, I kind of should do that. Like. I mean, obviously, they have customizable move sets, so you'd still only get like one version of the mini move set. Well, I could pick from the like if you've saved. Well, if you've made multiple ones, yeah, yeah, I should just pick from them. But I suppose that creates a mild problem for random. But then they allow cut stage maker stages in the random stage selection. So yeah, well, sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know if I'm ever finishing that game now. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying to remember like how much of that you have to do to get to the end. I think you might only have to do like one third of the dark world map. If you if you go like upwards, I think you only have to do that part. Although I don't really remember what happens to transition to the third map. <laughs> third map's much more. <laughs> yeah, so spoiler alert, that thing is much bigger than it first appears. Yes, and it was already pretty big. Yep. <laughs> like when, when you remember at the time when people were talking about twenty hours. Now you know why. <laughs> I feel like I've probably put that much into it already. Yeah. But you were just playing it at a normal person pace, not <laughs> people who were playing a game, and then it was still taking twenty hours. <laughs> mm. I'm not speed running it for sure. And I've played oh. that whole thing twice. <laughs> yeah, you mad person. That makes that that makes well, like, that statement like even more baffling. The second time it's easy though, right? Yeah. Just to crack through some spirits, just get the spirits. Madness. 
Oh, so that happened. The other thing I played on Switch yep. and finished, because I didn't think I'd quite finished the next Penelope last time I talked about no. it. So I finished that because I was right. There isn't really much to that game. Yeah. Um, which ended up being a bit more of a shame than I thought because it kind of goes like it's it, 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 it's it's kind of its thing is that it goes a little bit off the rails. It's not just a straight racing game. It does other things. It has like boss fights and combat challenges and weird stuff. And, yeah. Um, but then the last boss is literally a bad shmup, <laughs> like. And quite a difficult one at that. Like the last couple of things are a little, are a little bit tricky, um, but I got it. Uh, and then it unlocks some bonus stuff that you can do if you want, like optional stuff at that point. And it's and that stuff's bad. So <laughs> so so what what ended up it ended up leaving a bad taste in my mouth, right? So here's the like the thing that I thought was probably the worst thing in the whole game, right? Like the, one of the bonus things you open up is this. Um, uh, it's like a little arena, that, and so the game's mechanics are like just a recap that your little ship can like it's accelerating all the time. It doesn't you don't have any brake or anything like that. You can only steer uh, in terms of your ship's control or boost. You can boost mm-hmm. um, as one of the weapons, but in this mode you don't have a boost. The, the only ability you have is to spin a little bit like a like a quick three sixty, mm-hmm. um, and there's this bouncing spark that's bouncing around the level. Um, uh, it costs you energy to do your spin but every time you spin into the spark you get your energy back and the spark bounces away um, like you're playing some form of tennis I guess or like you <laughs> bat it away a bit so uh, there's a balancing act going on and that it's a score challenge there are other things spawning in the arena and you spin into them to destroy them um, and the more you destroy faster the bigger the multiplayer gets but of course spinning and running into them costs you energy so you've got to go and hit the spark every now and then but if you're not spinning when the spark hits you, the spark can kill you as well. And all right, that's that's an idea for a random little extra mi- extra mini game thing. Completely ruined by the fact that the way that spark bounces around the level is reminiscent of Games Factory bouncing ball physics. Oh, good. Not, with with not the logical. odd random factor that just makes it go in a totally unexpected direction and kills you, and it gets pretty fast. <laughs> It's just bad. It's just really quite bad. And it's like, why did was this whole game written in multimedia fusion or something like that? I probably should have tried to find that out. Because I would not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, for a quid, I can't complain all that much. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was just like, it had more promise than where it ended, unfortunately. Just a random bounce, man. Come on. It shouldn't be too difficult to write a bouncing ball motion. Like, like how does that happen? Like, which just goes off in a random direction. Like, Unless it's intentional. In yeah. which case, sod you. Uh, if it was that, I'm still working my way through Jets at Radio. I'm like, future. so, Jets at Radio Future, yeah. So, my, like, I've got, my playtime is now like more than an hour longer than my other save game on there. All right. And I haven't finished the game yet. My other save game is a finished state because I can't figure out how to finish the game. <laughs> like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I've just been going back to areas and it's got to the point where the areas are like repopulated with more graffiti, like hard graffiti places to get yeah. to. Right. And, um, uh, you know, in some of the areas I didn't find the secret tape yet. So I went back and I've been trying to do some of those and, 
find the tape. I can't get my tapes. And I got my tapes. He's going in the mirror. He's singing. He's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, appropriate quote. <laughs> so find, yeah, finding the forgotten tapes or whatever they're called. And then uh, um, trying to do some of the street challenges there. Just because that's the, the thing I maybe I have to do, but I don't think it is. And it's like I don't know. I feel like there was like a you have to complete a certain percentage of everything at some point, right? I don't know. I think that's maybe. Well, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm doing the right thing, but it, like it's clearly taking me a lot longer than it did the first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff is cool. Like, 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 just just dicking around in the world doing that stuff is actually possibly some of the better stuff in places. Like, um, I don't know, do, redoing the fortified residential district was actually way more you know, the width of the sort of tower mm. with all the fans. That was way more palatable the second time because I knew where where I go and I found some of the things. And going back to Rokoku Dai Heights and finding a staircase that solves all your problems, basically, <laughs> oh. it's like just hidden somewhere. And it's like, oh no, this is what I needed to get to these like hard to reach places I've been trying to jump to for hours. And it's like, oh no, there's just a way. There's just a thing. <laughs> <coughs> and discovering some of the vertical surfaces you can skate up, which is bizarre. Like I even tried, I went back to the skyscraper district, which is my most hated area, and trying to get up that weird mushroom building in the middle, or was it the the, the really tall thing? I still haven't found the forgotten tape on that area. In fairness, oh, and then I found it afterwards. Like, and then it's like, oh damn it! Now I've got to go back to that place if I want to do the high score challenge because that's where the bonus rail is. Mm. I mean, so, some of the some of the scoring mechanics are really weird because it's like most of the, the scoring is uh, the same everywhere, apart from the ev- there's like one or two rails per area that give you a ludicrous amount of points for being on. So the game ends up becoming, okay, grind everything until I find the one that gives me loads of points and then figure out how to trick off this thing to get the points. There's no visual indication that that's the bonus rail or anything like that. It's just one rail will do it. (laughs) Out of hundreds, there'll just be one that'll be nice. And that's kind of fun in its own weird way. Like, which is the bonus rail? It's like a gap. It's yeah. like finding a gap in Tony Hawk's. Like, <laughs> Except they're everywhere in Tony Hawk's, rather than it just be one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm still having a pretty, pretty good time with it, even if it's like doing this somewhat laborious stuff now. Uh, but I just, I, just, I just kind of want to know how to finish it. I should probably go read an FAQ and try and figure out where I got to. Probably. But there's like none of the characters in the garage help you particularly. Like some of them are talking about this zero beat character, like a robot guy that they think looks like beat, but really doesn't look like beat. Um, uh, but I don't think that's relevant. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, no one will tell me where he is if that's the thing I've got to do. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Did I miss something? Answer's probably yes. The game's still cool. Um, but aged. Uh, cool but aged and the other thing I started playing don't judge me Call of Duty Black Ops 4 <laughs> when it had finally installed <laughs> when it installed yeah, <laughs> when it finally installed <laughs> I, did, I, did that. I did start playing it and so I have, I've only played the, uh, the multiplayer side of it the traditional multiplayer side I haven't tried Blackout yet I haven't tried Zombies um, I haven't spent a huge amount of time with it, if I'm being perfectly honest. 
and I should point out the fairly important factor that I'm playing it on a launch Xbox One, because I think your mileage with how acceptable you think that thing looks is going to vary wildly depending on what platform you're playing it on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, all right, well, let's talk about the good. The shooting feels real nice. Like, as it kind of, it's the same in terms of how it handles, but in multiplayer, at least, it feels like the shots, I don't know, there were always moments like when you saw, like, replays and kill cams in, in, in all of the CODs that I've played prior to this, where things didn't quite look like they lined up from time to time, either because right. of lag or from bad replays or something just didn't quite, in the heat of the moment, in the, in the snap that you need to that would tell the difference between you winning and losing a fight, when you watch it back, it looked odd. Um, I think all of that's kind of been solved. Like, things look right. Shots look like they're going where they're supposed to go. Um, that's very encouraging. However they've solved that, I don't know what they've done or, wh- or whether that was a problem in the past or anything like that. Like, when you lose or win a fight, it, it feels right. I, I, I don't really... I've not come away from something go, oh, come on, really? Well, I have because that because that happens, but but it's not been as, it's not been nearly as frequent. Um, apart from oh, one game, I did manage to play one game where the other team was so obviously cheating, like they just didn't die. Like there was, it was actually impossible to kill them. You could set up like someone just be sat there for a while going but 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 and they wouldn't die. And it's like that's not a thing. There's no power that does that in the game. You just cut like it was bad. Hmm. That you could tell because the number of people that were quitting, and I'm like. Oh, right. Maybe I should do that too. This is stupid. <laughs> um, but I'm, uh, like in terms of like how it feels, it feels very good. Um, I think they've slightly boned up their character progression a little bit because you hit. Um, uh, okay, okay, so there's a slight difference in this between like most COD games, and it, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a hero shooter in some respects, and that you pick a specialist, and that specialist has a super. But it also affects their um, what would have traditionally been a grenade power. Like you'd just put a grenade in that slot or whatever you wanted in that slot. But you actually get a different ability if, like, for your specialist. Um, for instance, the uh, one of them will be like I throw out ammo packs on the ground. But if you p- if you pick up my ammo pack and you use it, you get gold ammo, and that gold ammo will be worth more points towards your kill streaks. So if you want to. Like game getting hold of the ridiculous stuff, which still works in the same way it's always done, like the little explosive vehicles and the missile strikes from the sky and the attack helicopters and things like that. You can accelerate that for your whole team, which is kind of a neat idea. And but that replaces your grenade. You put that down. Uh, things like that. Um, uh, one one guy's super is to summon a dog. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Used to be a kill streak, but now you can summon a dog. It just goes around and murders things for you. Or one guy gets a huge, uh, a giant shield, or one girl gets a gets a grenade launcher. Some of this stuff they've done before in in Black Ops Three, but uh, it, it it finally feels like they they sort of nailed this. Like the specialists matter. Like your choice, it feels uh, it feels it feels good, honestly. Um, uh, the it, there are ways of like, but the, pro- the problem is, is like with that specialist system, is that it then means it's like your customization options are a little bit limited compared to what they used to be. 
Um, which is then compounded by the fact that uh, when you finally unlock create a class, I say finally, it's only at like level five. It's not very far at all. The, the number of things you have unlocked to actually create a class with are very minimal. You don't have a lot of options there. However, you need to use that feature in order if you want to level up your guns to put the better scopes on and things like that. So what happens is, is you reach level five and then you have to stop using the pre-built classes so you can start building using loadouts that will level up your gear because the pre-built classes don't do that. And it's like, well, that seems weird. Hmm. I, I now I've played this for a little while and you're rewarding me with a downgrade. <laughs> it's basically like a much less like a much more annoying version of Metroid where it's like they gave you all the skills at the start and then they got rid yeah, of them. Yeah. Except it's like it's not really right. the same because it's not really an intentional thing. It's just a weird pro- progress. I mean, in practice, it's not actually too bad, but like it is still a downgrade. You don't get you don't get nearly as many options or you don't get as much equipped. Like your gun will just have iron sights. You need to unlock the dot sight if you want that and things like that. It's just it's, a, it's an odd decision. And I don't think it quite works, but like at least where I've been at with the game, anyway, these early days. Um, I guess they're trying to mix it up, right? But yeah, but I don't think they, they, that that side of it, I don't think, has been entirely successful. Um, that, that said, I'm yeah, I seem to be holding my own. I'm doing all right. Like, I'm not doing super terribly. They're quite generous. They, they they're more generous with the way they dole out experience points now in that if you assists are worth the same amount as kills um so if you've had any part of a, a kill you'll still get rewarded for that even if someone snipes it at the last second or just sneaks in mm. and it's like that's from a kill streak perspective that's pretty useful right because i mean people build up their everyone mm. on your team is building out kill streaks faster if you're working together right because everyone will get points towards the kills and it's like that it, it, again, it's just got that little bit of dopamine going on. It's just that little bit. The numbers are bigger <laughs> than they used to be. The numbers are going and, up, and you're getting them more often than you used to. Um, uh, and it's like so that that stuff feels good as well. Um, so I'm generally having a good time. What, where I think it falls down a little bit, is I don't think there's many maps in the base game. There's like three or four I can think of really, and then like maybe a different skin or two to those four maps. So it's like it's really. It seems really very limited. It's because they made one big map for the other one. For blackout mode, yeah. It feel, it, so it, the result is that this multiplayer, the, the traditional multiplayer, feels underbaked a little bit because it's not there's not as much there, um, which is a real shame because I think it, like it's the be- it's one of the best feeling ones I've ever played. Um, and this is where I start getting to the point about platform specificity and the stuff that is problematic on an original an original Xbox One. Uh, because that game looks blurry as hell in places. <laughs> like, it does not render at a high resolution at all in some, at some points. And, uh, the, like, and, and it seems to do some post-processing on it, so you don't get a low-resolution pixely look. You get a blurry mess. And this is particularly obvious when you're in the menus and it just shows, like, character models and things like that. It seems to struggle with those. And then they are so blurry and mushy looking. It's 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 horrid. Um, it's kind of okay during the game, which is interesting. Like it sharpens up a little bit. Maybe they turn off whatever is blurring things the hell out, or maybe it's doing some LOD. But that doesn't mean that the lighting is top quality. It isn't. It doesn't mean that the textures are good. They're not. It's 
it's it's it's it's kind of an aged looking game on on like a badly aged looking game, even though it's only just come out really on the <laughs> on on that machine. Um, the worst instance, though, by far, is there is a level that one of the variants of it it takes place during a sandstorm, uh, so it covers the level in like brownish fog. Um, that's supposed to have like a bit of an effect. There's, I think, there's some volumetric effects going on, which break. And like, maybe this oh. isn't specific to my platform, but there are times where it just bits of it go wrong, and the volumetric pixely bits of it turn black, <laughs> and so it just you end up with these bizarre artifacts like that ping on and follow you around a bit, and then you turn around, and at a certain angle, they'll fix themselves. And it is hyper distracting. It's like it it's just broken. And it's like, this is unusual. I don't think I've played a Call of Duty game where there's been something mm. that visually awful. So it's like, oh hey, you've nailed your gameplay. Your visuals look like dog turd. And the quality has gone wrong somewhere. Yeah. On this particular hardware. Something's not right. And it's 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 it is a bummer. Because it's like if that level comes up, I'm just like, mm, no, right. Let's see if I, let's see what I can do to just stay indoors, <laughs> not have that problem. It shouldn't be how you play it. No, fair enough. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much where I've got. I will dabble with blackout. I do want to dabble with blackout, and a bit of me kind of wants to dabble with zombies this time, just because it's supposedly the most <laughs> fleshed out version of it they've ever made, and it's like got more, got more of a quote-unquote sensible progression to actually playing a round of it, you know, it might make more sense to me. <laughs> I still feel like you might not be able to dabble with that. I think there might have might be commitments and requirements for zombies, really. Well, yeah, if you're in, into Less a proper these. game of it, like like one of those games like on a proper team can last a, a while. Well, yeah, there's that. It's that commitment. But... The Blackout games apparently aren't very long. They're like Apex Legends length, so... Mm. If you have a decent uh, decent enough one, sort of like 20 minutes max, something like that. So I might see what that is. Kip has, has good things to say about Blackout. Although he likes quite a lot of Battle Royales. Yeah, apparently. Um, yes, that's kind of my thing. As I say, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I managed to make a lot more words out of that than the amount of time I've put into it, really. <laughs> um, so, so I'm, I'm not super infused about it, if I'm perfectly honest. But, but like, I have to commend it as a, in that it it does feel good. I just wish there was a bit more in terms of maps. That's the thing. I don't want to buy DLC. Love your always the problem. The yeah. number of maps. There is a, there is like like pretty much all the playlists do have a little bit of yellow text that says your map selection will be limited because you don't have the DLC, and it's like great. Mm. I kind of don't want to be reminded of that. Thanks. I've only just started playing this cocking thing. <laughs> and I haven't heard a single person talk. Oh, really? I yeah. said you turned it off. I don't know. Maybe I have. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm considering that a positive. Yeah. I don't mind normally if they're actually trying to coordinate it, but Pod isn't exactly filled with the type of people that coordinate an attack. Little Jimmy. Screaming. Wanting some tater tarts on them. <laughs> okay. 
Det som vi är tvär. Yeah. Uh, I think that's me, really, actually. Mm. I don't think I don't think I've done a whole lot else. I, I, I went to a retro gaming fair yesterday. And what did you play? Picked up some. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't about playing. It was, it was just it was, about. It was a market. Okay. Oh, cool. I had some sweet ass stuff. I saw someone buy a mint condition mega CD. Mint, but it was about as mint as it could have been, man. This box, this box was flawless. It had like, and they they opened it up and so and it's like, <laughs> oh no, they opened it up. I know, but like <laughs> all, all the stuff, all the stuff was in all the original like scaffolding. Oh, I hit the mic. Sorry, uh, all the original scaffolding was still there. All the all the manuals were still there. All of it was still bagged, like opened at some point. It had been used, but it's like they had, they kept everything, and it was. It's a sweet looking thing. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty. It was Reasonable. bought by someone who had one and was like, "I sold this in the nineties. I, I made a mistake." <laughs> Why would you buy a mint one? I mean, come on. Yeah, you sure you couldn't find a cheap ass one somewhere else? It was quite cool. I there were all kinds of good stuff. Like there was, there was one table that I think had good stuff on it, but then until you saw the price tags. <laughs> Like so, there was this guy who was who was selling modded versions of of retro consoles that had been like region hacked, or in the case of a SNES, had had a special adapter plugged into them so they could take cartridges from any region and could output at sixty hertz if you wanted them to, rather than PAL fifty. Um, you know, they'd done the work to to these things, and but most of them were like three hundred quid, and then like for a modded, slightly modded device, like a, a modded Saturn, for instance, to do multi-region was three hundred pounds, and well, um, for a set that sounds kind of more reasonable. I think it was a couple of hundred quid if you wanted a Game Gear, but with a modern LCD screen on it. You know, nothing other than the blurry, weird backlit stuff that they had before. That kind of ruined the aesthetic thing. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Bit... I don't know if you've ever tried a Game Gear emulator, it's just not the same. It's, it's, Apart it's, from the ones that simulate the screen. Yeah, you want you want the old-fashioned screen blur. <laughs> because some, some of the games look real nice with that blur in places. Like, there's mm. some fire effects on Sonic 1. That on Scrap Brain Zone, I think it was, where which kind of looked cool with the with the screen blur in place. But when you see them how they're actually being rendered, it's like, oh, this is obvious. Of course, it's bad. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a master system. It can't do that much. But yeah, it is. It's but it was it, the way they looked. The screen quality was really quite nice on these little things. And he'd, he'd done it to some Sega Nomads as well. <laughs> you know, and which to to which I did hear a couple of people go. Oh wow! I've never actually seen a Sega Nomad, and I'm like, got one mil off, mate. Up, like, <laughs> smug <Nice>. mode. <laughs> Not like you intentionally got that. Though. No, I didn't. <laughs> I have acquired a lot of gear accidentally. But I was quite smug at that point, I have to say. But yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you want you want a Japanese Super Famicom? They got it. You want you want a. Uh, Mega Drive with all the cables still intact. Yeah, plenty of those too. You want an original Xbox? With a, probably with a leaking capacitor. <laughs> so <quid>. quick. <laughs> they, had, they had a couple of launch Xboxes, original Xboxes for 30 quid. Whoa, that's pretty good. Play that a bit one, of Halo was, on that shit. That was pretty good. That was the cheapest console there. <laughs> wow. You plug it into a TV nowadays, probably with difficulty. You'd uh, need SCART. You'd need SCART, yeah. Or, actually, no, you need SCART or what is it, Composite? Composite, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of place that I need to go and just get my Atari ST back. 
and I did. I, you know what? I didn't what happened see, to your Atari ST? I didn't. I know it got sold off at some point. Oh mm. man, bummer. Yeah, I didn't see any of any of that sort of side of it particularly. It wasn't hugely like there was a there was stuff. There were games. Mm. There were there was stuff for the, like CPC Amstrad and things <laughs> like that. I saw and some C64 stuff. But I didn't actually see a six a six sixty four an Amiga or an Atari. There's 2,600 games there as well, actually. <laughs> In reality, like, getting the Atari SD isn't the problem. It's getting the weird selection of discs that I had. You're never going to be able to recreate that. You're never going to recreate uh, be able to recreate a library of that era. No. Where it's just like, here's a bunch of sometimes official, sometimes very not official, sometimes completely unmarked discs. <laughs> just chuck them in and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a you random disc that had like IK Plus on it and like all that. Yeah, like, but, like, like a Pepsi crew, sponsored. Yeah, like, yeah. Except probably not actually probably Pepsi not. sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> the cracking crew discs. Those are the things, aren't they? With all the weird like multicolored yeah. demo screens. Yeah. Wobbly text. Yeah, that's st- that stuff's pretty hard. That's the kind of shit you could only get at car boot sale yeah. ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even now. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, so I didn't see a huge amount because well, it, it's all floppy as well. Like, and floppy doesn't yes. last, so it's like mm. it that stuff wasn't wasn't really about. Um, but yeah, pretty much every other old like, there was some there was like the Japanese stand, but like the guys, the Scottish guys that were running that thing, they were even talking about yeah, we've got some Wonder Swan back here, <laughs> and it's like seriously, <laughs> all right, cool. Boxes of random controllers, like uh, we found a Negcon. <laughs> Did you know that one? No, all right. That's no. the weird twisty one. That was the, the like Namco put out a couple of weird controllers for PlayStation, and, th- and this was one where the two halves of the controller could twist against yeah, each I other. Remember that as a sort of steering wheel thing. Yes, like a steering wheel, not at all like a steering wheel. No, <laughs> it's a bizarre thing. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. I didn't see a Drogcon, which was their other attempt, which had a that big plastic steering wheel in the yes. middle of it. But yeah, a Negcon. I don't think I've ever seen one of those in a while. But uh, so yeah, so it was kind of interesting. They'd like I, I sort of went in thinking I'm. I didn't really know what what I wanted to get something because you know I'm there, right? <laughs> good, um, right. good reasoning. Uh, uh, but like you know, whenever I spotted stuff that I actually potentially wanted, it was like so so expensive. Like they did actually have. Um, there was one stall in particular that we think were just ripping people off. Like their prices were ludicrous. Like the GameCube copy of Skies of Arcadia, which I know you have. Yep. But I sort of looked at thinking, like, I actually don't have a copy of Skies of Arcadia anymore after, like, I borrowed the Dreamcast version back in the day. I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You had it. I at had some it point. at some point, but I'm pretty sure I don't have it now. And, uh, uh, yeah, but, but they had the GameCube version. I was looking at it going, oh, yeah, that'd be t- oh, 75 quid. Get out of here. No, I think that was kind of. Considered slightly rare. Slightly, not seventy-five quid rare. Well, maybe nowadays. Yeah. It's been a while. They, they did have the Dreamcast version as well, and I'm like, oh, even more essential. Oh, that's still seventy-five quid. My <laughs> okay, that's maybe a riff. Yeah, the GameCube version was upgraded as well. More yeah, content. <laughs> absolutely. You, you want the GameCube version, really? Well, unless you're a collector and you're going for the originals. Well, yeah. The originals. Surprising number of copies of Toe Jam and Earl. I don't know if that was that surprising. It's one of those games of like Crash Bandicoot where it's just like there was tons of them at the time. 
And I sort of looked out for like some original, some OG Xbox stuff as well, thinking like, oh, well, I haven't actually got that much on my OG Xbox. So like, that's... But you've got all the stuff that's actually important. It turns out, yeah. I look <laughs> like there are huge swathes of like OG Xbox and I'm looking through and go, no, I don't want any of this. No. That's why. It turns out there might have been more to that library, but you don't want them. I found a copy of Blinks. <laughs> The funny thing about Blinks was... <laughs> the thing about Blinks, the thing about Blinks, the thing about Blinks nowadays <laughs> is that I just keep... I, it, because it's old, you kind of forget that it was a game that came on a disc and not just like a downloadable console yeah. launch game that would have been on the system or something. It's like, oh, no, this was a box product that you would have been able to buy in a shop. You'd have had to have chosen it. Because I, I don't think it was a bundle deal no. with, with no. Blinks in it. I bought it out fully outright. I think must well, have done. Yeah, you pretty much on launch, didn't you? Like you got Halo. Well, I, I, the bundle I got on launch was Halo and Jet Set Radio Future. A good bundle. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and you and you picked up Panzer at some point shortly after. Yeah, well. I got Auto. Yeah. Um. Good stuff. That but then, like beyond game. that point, Red Sport Challenge. Yeah, Rose Brand, yeah. <laughs> Beyond that Boy, point, there wasn't a huge amount, was it? Like, well, we, you know, neither of us got DOA 3, but I've ended up with copy a copy of DOA Ultimate and the boob one. <laughs> and the boob one. I, I actually got gifted that. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. I know why I played on the Xbox. Splinter Cell. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Well, Halo 2 took over my life. Halo so, 2 eventually, know. yeah, but that was a little later, yeah. But yeah, and like, I just remember looking through the, like, these, like, these masses of piles of green, just going, I don't want any of this stuff. Like, I maybe, maybe for a split second, saw I saw a copy of Mech Assault 2 <laughs> and thought, I, well, those are supposed to be good. Mm, at the time. But, I mean, it yeah. was like the first games on Xbox Live, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I know, yeah, Mech Assault 1 might have been the first. Mm. I can't remember if, if, the first or, if it was the first or second, but that was like super early Xbox Live, yeah. Yeah, it was like ahead of Halo 2. Mm. And then there was this like, similar pile of PS2, loads, loads of PS2 stuff, because of course there is. Yep. There is, um, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, again, look, looking through that selection, going, I don't really know what are these I want to play. So I ended up look, trying to find a copy of Sonic Advance 2, because I don't actually have a cart of that. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, oh, that's that's one I kind of want to play properly on, like not maybe on my GBA, but on my DS because of the better screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, could, could, like of all the things that were there, could not find a copy of Sonic Sonic Advance Two. Hmm. Too hot, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> what about one or three? Nope, neither of those. Well, they didn't see that any, maybe more expensive. Didn't see any Sonic action. I saw some Sonic Rush mm-hmm. on DS and Sonic Rush Adventure. There there's some carts of that floating around in between like the Barbie games. But And quite a few of the um was it the Mario Advance versions. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of those. Uh but yeah, it was a it was kinda of cool thing. Then yeah, Norwich retro gaming market. It was it was okay. It was in for for me at least to be able to look at all this stuff. <laughs> But don't buy any of it because it's too expensive. Uh, it's just that one stall that was a bit that was ridiculous. The rest of them were fairly reasonably priced. Like, what I was really looking for were those boxes of like battered cartridges, right? The ones that are like like no box, 
still working. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, but like, so one of the things in the Mega Drive I picked up was like one of those. Those Mega Sega used to put out like compilation carts, but they put out quite a lot of them. Right. So there was like Mega Games One that had like three games on it, and then Mega Games Two, and Mega Games Three, and then they started putting out the M6 collection that had like six games on it, and then there was M6 Volume Two that had most of the games from the first one on it again. <laughs> it was slightly odd. Um, but then there's this like other one that I found. It's like, oh, actually, no, this is the best of all of them because it's got like all the good games on it and a shitty football game. But <laughs> always a shitty football game. <laughs> yeah, just like the Game Gear version of that. But yeah, it was like like you know, football game. But it was like the launch games, like Golden Axe and Columns, and like the things I re- I remember playing. Like, and it's just like, oh, I'm having that. It's like a fiver for this beat up old cartridge, but I'm having it. So I'm quite looking forward to getting. Uh, and, uh, uh, quite looking to get get an RGB cable so I can plug my Mega Drive into my OSSE. And then uh, uh, have play some crisp ass golden axe. Hell yeah! Not that I couldn't do that for emulation. Yeah. But, you know, now I own a <laughs> that copy. One now I'm legit. Because we suffered through playing the Amiga version, Kips and I, when we were kids. <laughs> like, yeah, there was an Amiga version of Golden Axe, mm. and it wasn't good because of one fire button. Mm. It was tricky. It didn't work very well. I mean, that was. All of the Amiga and ST versions of games like that, where yeah. like, they only have one button to work with. Well, we work the, out how to change. We played the demo of Mortal Kombat on an Amiga with one fire button. It's like, how did that even work? I assume badly. Probably. Or it was like IK Plus, where the, the moves were directional inputs. Well, a lot of the Mortal Kombat stuff, it kind of is, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, more literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> where the directional input is the only input. So that has been my Fortnite in gaming. <laughs> Nothing to do with Fortnite. No. Although, when I logged into the Epic store account to see what the sale was all about it did immediately try and start downloading fortnite <laughs> okay like so it just it just was gonna give you that to you yeah it just popped up the ula for fortnite and i'm like no no <laughs> maybe it detected that you'd played it before on xbox yeah maybe like, oh shit you better get this on pc maybe because that, that's confused me at first because i actually tried to create a new account and it's like oh yeah of course i played it on xbox i've got an epic account <laughs> which you can actually use on other <laughs> systems yeah i'd like sony Although that got that's, that's broken. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> can't be broken in a different way. Yeah, we're broke. I think that might be a podcast if you've got nothing down. Yeah, yeah I got zip, zip. What's going on, man? Uh, just Ain't there a... an Assassin's Creed game you can play or something? <laughs> oh, there's loads of games. I've got Spider-Man to finish. I just uh, had a weird couple of weeks, so I'm playing games. A weird, couple... weird couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll settle, settle down, I think, maybe, and play some more games these next two weeks. I hope, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully. I hope. Although, it's getting to... E3. Uh, oh, well, I don't, know. I don't know about you guys, but it's getting to, like, sunny in the evenings. Don't want to be inside. Kind That's of why you have a Switch. <laughs> Take that yeah, shit I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dedication. Also, I'm... I'm Tempted to say that you don't know us very well, do you? <laughs> yeah, also. Okay, fair. You know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Outside is warm at this time of year. <laughs> well, no, not, not in the evening. Good, not hot. Yeah. Warm is the temperature you want. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. I need to just, I should have kept my old mattress and like just left it like out in the garden. So you could like just, 
go out there and switch in comfort. You could look like switch a hobo. <laughs> that too. Yeah, but I'm a comfortable hobo. That's fine. <laughs> I'm a comfortable hobo. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna do a. That's a podcast. Uh, that's a podcast. You got any uh, videos coming up? I think there was. Uh... There's some more Sonic Forces. Some more to Sonic come. Forces. Hell yeah. Well, I say hell yeah, but spoilers. We got kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Um, yeah, still. It's, like, even for a Sonic game, it's, I mean, painfully. It's bad in a way I didn't expect. <laughs> like, it's not even you that bad. finding new ways to be bad. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. There were at least a couple of plot points for us to cling to and be like, what the fuck is going on? That's our job with Sonic, basically. Yeah. 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 Deep analysis of Sonic lore. Of the lore. Okay. Well, if you're into terrible Sonic lore, check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have other things on there, which you can check out from the archive. From the archive. Indeed. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks for pre-E3 stuff, or will it be... Yeah, it should still be pre free. Yeah, so. it will. It will yeah. basically happen almost immediately after the next curve. The build up. Uh, we'll see that hype train or predictions you'll, cast. You'll listen to <laughs> us there, or whatever. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.